Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer UK podcast. I'm Samuel Roberts, the editor in chief of PC Gamer, and I'm joined by Phil Savage and uh, Tom Senior. Great, we are here for another Top 100 podcast. Oh Every God. year we still manage to do these, even <laughs> if we fail to do all the other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, the, the sad fact is, I was looking through the feed and we've recorded five episodes since the last oh, uh, since the last Top 100 podcast. So uh, yes, but do you know? Sorry. <laughs> Do you know how many SEO updates you've made since then, Phil? Many. <laughs> and how many magazines you've sent since then? 12. Yeah, or 13. 13. 13. Um, so, yes, we. Um, I'm leaving after this episode. It's uh, it's my uh, recording this on my second to last day. I'm off to do something outside of games media. Uh, I've had a very fun few years, and this seemed like a good um, sort of ceremonial thing to do as I leave. Uh, you know, we uh, Top 100 is... Uh, very sort of fraught thing to put together, but each year <laughs> you say having handed off that responsibility again and again. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of sussed out early on that if I Chris Thurston was very much my scrappy do for the top one, <laughs> I would just de- deploy him into a situation yeah. to resolve it. Um, and then um, Phil, you were kind of like my sort of uh, I don't know uh, diplomatic sort of mediator, I guess. Mm. Um, but now the process is better than ever. Like we. Uh, we're very much um, along the think along the same lines as our US colleagues and come up with a very good list each year, I think. Yeah, we scrapped the vote system, which was always made it feel a bit random, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I looked at the 2014 list, and I think Half-Life 2 was number one, and it's it look, it's all wrong. Like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, this list is so incorrect. It's- yeah, the, I mean, it just gave a natural advantage to the game everyone had played, mm. which uh, was usually Half-Life 2 or something. So the process now is much more detailed isn't it it's we basically yeah. all nominate new games yeah there's about a two week period where people can just drop into um a big list uh, the name of any game they think should be up for contention and then uh, we talk through every one of those and we talk through all the 100 games from the previous year and decide what's not in the right place anymore what needs to come out what needs to be added in mm. yeah absolutely so um, this year, there were loads and loads of games in that kind of uh, shortlist up for consideration. Mm. Um, About fifty, I think, were nominated. Yeah, mm. and it's really exciting to see because it it just it was going to guarantee a very mixed up list, and and we definitely have that. For sure. Um, yeah, it very much reflects the team as it is now. I would say that, like, because obviously Pip's left, so mm. a few of her games are not in here, but some of them are. Um, some of them are still represented. Mm. But um, yeah, it's very much a reflection of the team as it is now, I suppose, and how it kind of evolves and moves on and next year I'm sure Max Payne 2 won't make the list because uh, <laughs> I've, I've left um, but yeah uh, okay we'll kick off then because there are so many games yeah. unless there's any more preamble we should say about the uh, only that this is a list of the top 100 PC games you should play today um, the, the final part of that being important it's not the greatest 100 PC games ever of all time including your nostalgic memories of that time you really loved Red Alert or whatever um, which is fair because Red Alert is still a banger yeah but should have picked on something worse <laughs> Tiberian Sun <laughs> yeah um but yeah, like it's we don't really care about how important a game is or how like influential it is as much as is this a game we just recommend somebody if somebody came fresh, brand new to PC gaming, would we recommend they play this game? Okay. Yeah. There is a separate list called the most important PC games of all time yes. on PCGamer.com, which you can uh, you can find. So if you're angry about something being missing, just go look at that list, list first, yeah. see if it calms you down. And if it doesn't, <laughs> then you can shout at us. Yes. Like that's yeah. fine. We link that to in the in the web version of the article to see off um, any incoming redditors who it might be uh, doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't help. Um, it doesn't help, Renault. But um, okay, we'll kick off then. Um, 
I think we'll probably race through most of these because there are so many games to do in such a short period of time. Mm. And we both we all have to vow that if one of us needs a sandwich, <laughs> it's yeah. fine to go and get one. Get because um, I got very hungry during the last one and it was we a had to rattle through them. Yeah, <laughs> listen back the outro is just you going, I need a sandwich, goodbye. I was very sweaty and like and starving. Um, and I've just eaten three of those Reese's cups, so we'll see how we get on. <laughs> Alright then, number one hundred is Grim Fandango Remastered. Tom, your name is next to this. So, it is. Uh, I keep on um, you know, uh, advocating for this one. I think it's just my favourite adventure game uh, because of the, the characters and the jokes and they're kind of sense of heart to the world and it's a good love story as well as being a good adventure game the puzzles are kind of dumb but the the, the jokes are still brilliant and the characters are still great and the art's still awesome mm. uh, so yeah it's what yeah just have to go in there right in right in at number 100 yeah enough said i think it's the only lucasarts adventure on here right i, I think so yeah yeah um i'm one of the few adventure games i think like um, yeah mm. all right so 99 uh, 99 is battle brothers um i've not played this evan's name no, is this was to- uh this was a late edition from evan um he just uh, at the end said actually we should include this and gave some compelling reasons why uh, it was a long time ago now in my head so I don't remember all of them mm. uh, what I will say is he's used the Portman 2 X Combat there uh, <laughs> which was a nightmare to style because we put the game names in italics in the magazine and I couldn't figure out if I should put a hyphen between XCOM and BAT yeah I can see and then like the um, italics kind of crash into it the crashes word. into yeah, it but yeah. I thought like with the hyphen it kind of ruins the joke a bit and anyway that's that's the other thing we should say about the top 100 you you can go and buy it now with the magazine. I forgot to point that out. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yes uh, the, it's out uh, as you're listening to this. It's it's out in shops. It comes in a supplement. It looks really nice. And mm-hmm. Doom Eternal is on the cover. Yeah, look for the Doom Eternal with a bag, and at the back of the bag, you will see the top 100 poking out. It's mm. a 32 page bonus magazine. Yeah, it's a beautiful looking thing. Yeah, um, cool. All right then. So uh, ninety eight is Max Payne two, the fall of Max Payne. I'll take this one. Yeah. Um, I uh, still think it's the best of its kind, which is that kind of a very early noughties uh, slow mo third person shooter that people did before Gears of War came along, mm. and everything was cover shooting forever in third person, mm. um, which to me is fundamentally less uh, less entertaining than um, than the slow mo nature of Max Payne two because it really turns every fight into a kind of puzzle of like uh, what what order am I going to take these enemies out and what tools will I use, so mm. on and so forth. Very, very good. Um, cool. Number 97, Psychonauts. Um, neither of us put our name next to this. I think we kind of like knew it had to be on there, but um, James Davenport took the bullet and wrote about that, right? <laughs> well, it's, so it's a re-entry, so it wasn't in last year's list. Um, but I think, I mean, James James's argument in part, other than him really liking it, was that with Psychonauts 2 coming up, like the game sort of feels relevant again and that's a good reason to check out the original Mm, it is still kind of a real uh a real kind of one-off as well in Mm. terms of um a a game of that type at that time um okay good uh 96 and oxen free uh we all like that one don't we Mm. yeah adventure spooky adventure with a quite a nasty ending i won't say any more than that but it's quite nasty isn't it yeah um it's um it's got a real kind of atmosphere to it. It's, it's, it's got a style of writing that feels like, you know, a good version of that teen, mis- teen mystery US drama thing uh, where the banter feels a little bit artificial and not necessarily how teens would actually talk, but it's got this kind of rhythm to it that's really pleasing to the ear. What teen drama is that? Sorry. I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking like oh, the Buffies and the Angels and, you know. Yeah. U.S. teens make banter. <laughs> U.S. teens, and then there's vampires. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. You know, uh, that genre. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Um, I think it. Did we end up putting this against Night in the Woods and decided we wanted this instead. Yes, I, um, I think 
partly for good reasons and partly because it was the end of a very long call and we were going to make some spicy takes. Yes, absolutely. And so now I get to relay those spicy takes on this podcast. <laughs> uh, 95, Rising Storm 2, Vietnam. Never played it. I'm sure it's very good. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, never played Vietnam, but I love Rising Storm 2. It's uh, guns, it's rifles just feel incredible and it's just that kind of total commitment to brutal lethal combat one bullet and you're down uh, kind of multiplayer that uh, you know rewards precision and careful manoeuvring it's, mm. a, it's like one of the tensest multiplayer games you can play um, I don't know what Vietnam's like but Evan and Tyler were pushing for Vietnam specifically quite hard I think because of the sort of asymmetrical nature of it oh, like yeah. it means something in a way that it rarely does in a lot of first person shooters that have different factions ostensibly mm. like here that's a natural well realised vision mm, cool well uh, Evan loves that stuff doesn't he so uh, yep uh, makes sense to me uh, so KOTOR 2 is at number 94 mm. um, the uh, yeah the weirder kind of like uh, I know sort jankier? of murkier yeah jankier <laughs> yeah. unfinished murkier sort of um, uh, portrayal of the force I guess of the two KOTOR games um, I feel like uh, we really are. I mean, the old republic obviously rolls on, but I feel like the old republic has long been used as an excuse to deny us a new Kotor, which mm. seems like such a slam dunk waiting to happen. Um, but no, you have to play it inside a nine-year-old MMO. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, but cool. Yeah, um, that's uh, one of them. Always tends to make the list. It, can, it kind of varies though, um, mm. depending on who's on the team each yes. year. When Chris was here, it was Kotor one, uh, which I think is a slightly better game. But mm. um, happy free this be on there. Um, Mordhau 2 uh, Mordhau 2 Mordhau is at 93 um, not played it same <laughs> same <laughs> ah, it's combat. an online game that everybody loves that's relevant right now yeah. I'm going to avoid it <laughs> yeah it sounded. It sounds like it's a, it really represents that sort of modern PC hit though where something mm. just catches fire on Steam and everyone's playing and talking about it this year we've seen that with this and also like Risk of Rain 2 where it just suddenly becomes the thing everyone's into and that's a really cool thing to see on on yeah. uh, PC culturally I'd say um, even if it sounds like they've had some some issues with the toxic community mm. um, but enough on that <laughs> 92 is Thumper not played it but I hear it's crazy Tom yes uh, it's a <laughs> rhythm action game but instead of you know any pretense that you're an instrument or playing an instrument it's just a kind of drug trip where you're a tiny sort of pellet of platinum going down these uh, snaking tracks while there's kind of giant moor at the end, uh, god-sized moor, like, threatens to swallow you up. Mm. And the music just gets more and more intense. There's kind of like really good horror undertones to it. The music isn't like, you know, you're not going to be singing along to it. It's just about smashing into corners and desperately trying to survive. And uh, also layered over that, there's like a really clever high-score attack system where you can keep doing the levels. And there are, if you jump at the right times, you can activate certain, like, pellets that you can collect for extra mm. points that kind of stuff so there's, there's like an extra layer of strategy to it if you really want to master it mm. uh, and it just looks and sounds unlike any other game and uh, everyone I think it deserves a space on the list just because of that really yeah yeah absolutely fair enough um, okay cool number 91 is Hearthstone who's playing that still in 2019 you ask the answer is Tim, Tim Clark, Clark. <laughs> but I think it's notable that this game dropped from 39 last year to 91 mm. I think we had one of those conversations where it was like ah, is this still should yeah. this still be here? So, I, I really enjoyed it in the first year, but uh, whenever I try and go back to it, it's absolutely baffling now. But I think you have to just be so deep into it to be able to access its quality. I loved it too uh, in mm-hmm. 2014. I played it so much, and then I just... Uh, yeah, that was when I understood the very simple meta of, like... I think it was Warlocks were dickheads, and I was like, <laughs> well, I'm going to play this one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now I don't really understand it. But uh, Tim points out uh, a Rise of Shadows single-player expansion... Uh, Oh wait, hang on. No, that's, he's not saying that at all. He's uh, 
forget that. Let's just say that um, he says it's in danger of slipping from the top 100 and that Blizzard surely needs to implement a bigger feature shake-up, which I think is... I've seen that sentiment echoed a few times over the last few months. Um, mm. I can't remember if that's just from Tim or the internet at large, but... Uh, or both. Yeah. yeah, Tim's definitely in tune with that with that game and that community, so yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm willing to believe that. Number 90 is a Norwood suite. That's a Pip War entry from last year. Um, Phil, you kept it in the list this year. I did, because um, I played it a few weeks ago um, after meaning to check it out for a while, and it's this really cool, strange, surreal um, kind of musical adventure game thing musical in the way that uh, it's very much about the mood of this weird hotel and the kind of different i don't know i guess atmospheres and things that you find in different rooms and talking to guests um all all set around the mystery of this legendary jazz musician Hmm. um and yeah it's just it's it's kind of strange and ethereal and there's there's some banging tunes in there as mm. well if you like that sort of thing i'm guessing peter norwood is fictional he is a fictional yeah man yeah it's not like that um eternal sonata game which was about <laughs> no a, that was about actual Chopin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah in a jrpg there's a niche list games yeah. <laughs> based on musicians both real and fictional um okay 89 is galsiv 2 tom your words are next to that yeah so um there's a bit of conversation between whether galsiv 2 or stellaris is going yeah. to take this slot on the list um and i still think Stellaris will probably overtake it next year or the year after as it continues to expand uh, but galsiv 2 is still just an absolute stone cold classic of the genre um it still looks good enough to play uh it's still got some of the smartest most terrifying ai in any 4x strategy game um so i think if you like that sort of thing it's just a guaranteed recommendation mm, cool well put um 88 is the jackbox party pack 4 uh i've not played this it sounds mm. like it's a fun set of party games yes um and it's cool that that's a part of uh, pc gaming yeah. so uh yeah nice to see it there 87 then rimworld have either of you played this no, I keep meaning to check it out, but a little bit like when it was really early. Um, so it's kind of a slightly dungeon keepery thing in that you don't really directly control. So it's like a it's a settlement creator where you sort of I think you build things and then people move in and then kill each other. Um, I don't really understand it, <laughs> but Fraser really likes it. Yeah, Fraser was big on it and uh, pushed her on the list and uh, fair play. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Yeah, he um, praised. Uh, I think it's let's see. Actually, I can't be bothered to go into that because it'll take ages to read that out. Um, so, 86 is Inside. Uh, that's a, a surprise uh, new entry. Has that ever been on the top 100 before? I don't think so. Maybe Andy used to be out. quite down on it, I think. Andy gave it like 70-something, which I think he probably underscored it a little bit. But, I mean, do I like it because of the game it is or because of the worlds and weird mm. things it shows me? It shows me like... Um, I'm not sure. I just know it's unforgettable. I still think mm, about it yeah, every now and then. Yeah, that's true. Um, and yeah, it's quite different to everything else in this list as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, good to see it there. Uh, 85 is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Uh, that's a re-entry, yes. um, I imagine, because a new one is coming out. And also Jody's very big on the game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think yeah, that helped. But definitely the sort of emergence of Bloodlines 2, again, means like to check this out, essentially it will give you an idea of what that world's about and why it's interesting and why you should sort of care that it's coming back Mm. um also there is a uh patch that you can download that makes it work and it makes it good it comes with the gog version doesn't it it's all built in yes yeah it is yeah um and i think that you can download more there it's like the gog one's slightly behind but then you can download the more updated ones off nexus or whatever Mm. 
Um, so yeah, fair but point. yeah, I played through that a couple of years ago, and like with all the sort of patch stuff in there, it, I mean, it feels old and a bit janky, but it definitely holds up. Like, there's some really interesting ideas knocking around. The quest design is really cool as well. Mm, cool. I imagine we'd have to tell our readers that they. Uh, That's so probably true. Yeah. It must have been on the top 100 many, many times at this point. Um, 84 then, Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun. Uh, I think you... I did it. <laughs> I got it on there. You pushed for finally. It last... You pushed for it last year, Phil. Yes. Didn't make the list. It did not. Um, I alluded to this in a joke uh, during the podcast last uh, last year, last year, last week. Um, it just feels like last year because that's how frequently <laughs> do we do podcasts now. Um, so it's kind of like Commandos, right? Yeah, it's very much influenced by Commandos and uh, Desperados. Um, I talked a bit about Desperados three last podcast mm-hmm. and how it, it is essentially the success to this by the same developer because of how immersed in that lineage they are um but yeah this is a uh set in ancient japan a top-down sort of stealth game where you control up to five characters each mission with a variety of abilities and your job's just to sneak about and sometimes kill a dude Mm. this is probably the game on the list i'd most want to play that i haven't played yet Mm. it's because it never seems to drop below 10 quid in the steam sale and i i will only buy it for eight pounds (laughs) that's my eight pounds or less um and it hasn't happened and i missed it in the humble bundle when it was in one month Ah. so uh Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, you get the world you deserve. 83 is Homeworld Remastered Collection, um, an old Tom Senior favourite. Yep, still love this game. It's still absolutely beautiful. In fact, it's been remastered as well, just to kind of, you know, fluff up the textures. Um, it's also just a type of RTS that you just hardly ever see, like a truly three-dimensional one where, you know, being positioned above ships can have a different effect. It, it makes it, like, quite hard, but I think in a genre that's kind of become quite stale and very... Um, I know it's gone. It's quite a nostalgic genre. Like everything, kind of comes from StarCraft Two normally, uh, or StarCraft One normally. Uh, whereas Relic, with this, just decided to try something completely different, and it still stands out completely today. Mm. Yeah, awesome. I like seeing games like that on the list. Mm. It's nice that it was, uh, like you say, it's been remastered. It's been salvaged um, yes. from like I don't know uh, being hard to buy on StarCraft right, or yeah. whatever. I think it had to. I don't think it was available digitally for a long time. So um, that remaster yeah. has really saved a nice bit of culture there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, someone should do the same with Black and White. Uh, as yes. Jason on our podcast. Should, absolutely. Um, cool. Uh, 82 is Elite Dangerous, um, an Andy Kelly sort of favourite. That that game's really been like trying to lay along for a long time, hasn't it? Mm. Adding different bits and pieces. I mean, it was released in 2015, but I think it was in early access in 2014. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's when I played it the most, when we did that ill-fated uh, team feature. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. That <laughs> did not come together. No. Um, but yeah, um, I'd actually, I'm actually not that familiar with it these days. You two play it more? I kind of dip back into it, mm. not to play it for very long, but because just being in a spaceship in that game is amazing. Like, the sound design and the way that your engines kind of spool up and the, the feeling of going around the galaxy is, is, you know, one of the best you can get on PC, really. Mm, yeah. I, I really want to play it in a VR headset, and there's very few games that, I, you know, I want that. I've done that, and it probably is, like, the best experience I've had in VR, mm. just sort of, especially going through warp drive to other... Um, solar systems and stuff within that just feels so cool uh, even though there was a, some sort of glitch in the setup that meant uh, I couldn't play it while sat down on my seat because the position that it thought I was was sort of down on the floor so I had to sort of sit on the floor cross-legged <laughs> and, get out of it. and it, like you know, a good old Christmas day or something yeah, yeah. basically uh, but it was cool still oh, okay. <laughs> despite that whole situation well uh, Elite Dangerous creates is a good kind of story generator as well there's been uh, I think a lot of stories are focused on the same group of players right who rescue other players um, yeah there's a lot of that sort of happening there's a lot of freeform things that you can do to kind of define how you want to exist in that world and there's also like low-level storyless stuff trundling along from the developers as well with the Thargoids coming mm. uh, into the galaxy. 
yeah plenty going on mm. uh 81 undertale uh i've not played this um i understand it's a a cult favorite riff on old jrpgs particularly earthbound, earthbound. um but i don't really know much more about it than that and i hear the fans are insufferable uh, so <laughs> i think that's what's put me to stop me from playing it <laughs> it's like i don't want to be one of these people that's probably highly unfair maybe that's just apocryphal and it's just been passed down yeah but, possibly yeah, yeah but uh hey uh, it's on the list, and uh, yeah, Tyler's put his name next to it, and it's definitely a, a firm PC favourite, and the mm. developer has a real following. Um, and he made a kind of semi-sequel for free, didn't he? So Yeah, well, the first episode's free. I think that's an ongoing release, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was a cool thing to do, though. That release was interesting. Mm. Uh, right, 20 games are done, lads. Just uh, 80 more to go. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> Thief 2, The Metal Age. Um, was this a late edition of ours, Phil? Because we realised Thief wasn't on the list again. Um, no, I think it. I think it got added during the the general process, and we did talk about it. And I think the fact that it is still playable and still like really interesting and singular, and not like a lot of stealth games out there, helps uh, chances. But I do like. I think because the list has its these are games you should play now uh, disclaimer. It always trends to being very new, so I do like when we can get something from like the two thousands, mm. even the nineties, in there. And this always feels like a good choice for that because yeah, it is so unique. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, I think um, it's good to have different eras of that genre represented on the list, and they mm. certainly are, as, we'll, as people will find out getting deeper into it. 79 then is Devil Daggers. Um, you two played this for a little while, didn't you, when yeah. it came out? Yeah, good. Yeah, I think it's, it's almost perfect for what it's trying to do. Um, but then I found what it's trying to do to be limited to about an hour's worth of enjoyment. But it, for, it is incredible, you know. Uh, it's like super hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's um, a kind of score attack shooter in a, set in a circular arena full of you know enemies that hurt you screaming and that just more and more demonic things keep attacking you as it you know accelerates and accelerates. It's it's really it, it, it will kill me one day if I play it when I'm like eighty. My heart will just give out and, that mm. and it, that, they'll say Devil Dagger's got him in the end I plan on playing Fire Emblem and XCOM when I'm 80 I'm, I'm just going to do turn based because <laughs> I assume my fingers won't work at that point yeah, basically uh, yeah okay good um, yeah so 20, uh, 78 is Doom 2 uh, I mean you know it's uh, it's on the list pretty much every year isn't it yeah um, I mean it probably wouldn't be if it wasn't if it didn't feel like such an active game still mm. like um, mm. we still get so much out of the mods that are released for it or a release for the GZ Doom source port it's a whole <laughs> technical thing but like Doom is the underlying basis of that Doom mm. 2 so it, it's, it feels relevant still like um, just this last year things like that Total Chaos mod mm. that looks amazing this weird horror game thing um, and some others as well like it's it's still relevant Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think even just for that reason, it's good having it on there. Um, so 77 is 80 days. Uh, yeah. I, my name is next to this one. Um, I probably would play it on phone, but, but ahead of PC, but you play it on whatever you have, um, whatever you feel comfortable with, because mm. it's a beautiful looking game, and the writing is extremely good. Mm. And uh, you travel across a uh, steampunk infused late 19th century, and. Uh, visit different cities which are all brought to life with like one piece of artwork and amazing in-depth writing um and uh yeah your journey across the world will change it'll differ each time the length it'll take you to get across will change each time mm -hmm. uh i still haven't made it across in 80 days i saw Kesha mcdonald uh, from the guardian had done it in like 58 days or something on her first go wow that's very like, good oh, she's a lot smarter than me um okay <laughs> cool um so yeah i'm glad seeing that on there we also gave that away for free a few issues ago we um, did actually it's yes. unrelated there's no corruption here whatsoever <laughs> um 76 is overcooked uh 
co-op cooking stressful yep. kitchen management game. Um, yes, uh, I've played the second one. It's a. I don't think it's better than the first. The first is just just has everything you need. I don't yeah, think I think the first sequel. feels like very well measured. Like it gets stressful incredibly quickly, uh, but then keeps finding new interesting ways to make it even more, to just sort of unsettle every player. So you can't ever get into a routine. Mm. Um, I've heard from a lot of people that Overcooked Two feels maybe a bit too. I mean, for the pun, everything and the kitchen sink. Um, there's just a bit too much going on there, maybe. Um, but they like more than Overcooked. It does feel like Overcooked Two is doing a lot with sort of post-release support and things as well. So I guess if you want to buy into something that's going to expand more and that you can just keep playing and playing, that's a good choice as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm think I'm I'm perfectly fine with Overcooked One. I mean, I played the second one on um, Switch with my girlfriend, and it didn't it didn't end well. It was, <laughs> uh, it was very stressful immediately. Um, Okay, Life is Strange is at seventy five. Uh, I think I was quite taking a quite a big tumble there. It did. Um, I think maybe that's because no one's sure if two should be on the list yet. And I've not really heard anyone talk about two in mm. that in that way, as if it would be up for contention, really. But um, do you not think there are certain elements to one that are quite Twitter friendly and quite certain circles friendly versus the kind of story they're telling into, which is a bit less. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I also, I mean, I've not played to or read anything about it really, so I don't know what that's about in oh, so comparison. A, uh, I think it's about two brothers on the road. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that like uh, the first one just has a, a, a sort of story that a lot of people wanted to see told and mm-hmm. um, and and found and and, re- and it resonated with them uh, in a way that the second game would will resonate in a very different way because it's a very different type of story. I just think that yeah, I don't know. I think it's something. I think the way the first one was received would be very hard to recapture with the kind oh, yeah, of story they're telling. Think, I mean, I think it's just going to be hard to recapture at all. I mean, um, mm. they just settled on some like very sympathetic, memorable characters going through quite a distinct kind of adventure for a gaming space. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it's a good uh, sort of Telltale-style adventure game, and it improves on a lot of things that Telltale tried to do, like the the time rewind stuff really helps with that kind of idea of having to make a specific choice mm. like it feels like you can explore your options but there are always consequences down the line that you can't undo that still provide stakes yeah um it's yeah kind of, yeah it's an adventure game just about something that just uh, games just weren't really you know games with any kind of like budget weren't really kind mm. of exploring and this the choice of setting as well mm. um i think that's a big part of it i think because there are so few kind of high school college games or games about that time in people's lives on on PC uh, and you know we're quite used to stuff like Persona from Japan really digging into those settings but from it's an interesting take on a certain period in America and kids going through that time mm, yeah. it's, it's quite it's quite um, gentle and nostalgic with it it's choice of music and the choice of lighting and the slightly sort of sepia toned mm-hmm. uh, nostalgia of it is, is, is really nice actually yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a real one-off. I'm, I'm really glad to see it on the list, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, um, hopefully uh, it stays on there next year, or I don't know, we'll see. That prequel came out, people weren't massive on that, were they? Um, but, hey. No, no, I heard mixed things about that. Mm. Um, I, it felt when the when like the first one was complete, like that was enough. Yeah, I've had enough of this type of experience. Like it feels self-contained and done. Yeah, and like yeah, attempts to go back to it, uh, it just don't interest me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, we better move on because mm. that's uh, that's that's more than a minute on one game. Um, Warhammer Vermintide Two. Mm. Um, 
I was very happy to see this on the list. We yeah. completed this as a team uh, in the last year. I don't remember when it was now, um, but that was a lot of fun. Those are some really good ass rat and chaos killing levels, yeah. um, and beautiful uh, creations of uh, Warhammer fantasy environments. So it was a, it's lovely. It was a mm. fantastic co-op experience. Probably yeah. the best, the best kind of like four player FPS. You'd, is that the one you'd recommend? To people I think now? it's the one I'd grab yeah. now. Like, um, I mean. Left 4 Dead 2 is still quality but the difference in that between how kind of intangible its zombies feel compared to the feeling of slicing up rats in this, it's like incomparable, like if the melee combat in this feels so good Yeah, um, the, the loot's really nice as well yeah. I, I think like they can still do a better job of balancing the kind of reward structure of it but the idea sure. of sort of like pick up a staff that does a totally different type of fire attack than before uh, that there's Adds a sense of discovery and progression that Left 4 Dead doesn't quite have. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And there'll be more of it coming soonish. Yeah, I can't yeah exactly when, but summer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Factorio is seventy-three. Uh, I didn't nominate this, but um, it looks uh, terrifying. It does. Mm. Yeah, it looks like it requires a bigger brain than I have to uh, to do all the things that are going on in this image. Lots of tiny pixelated things doing other things yes. and feeding into each other. I started playing this a while back for something or other. Um, and I could sort of feel myself getting dragged in, but also feel like the mass time sink that it would be to create like some of the biggest, like most impressive machines you can. So I just downloaded a save file from someone else and just had a wander around and kind of gawped at it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good way to enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. All right, 72 is Deus Ex. Um, fell a little bit this year, but uh, yeah, it will probably always be on the list um, just because it still offers a kind of weird, weird-ass mm. immersive sim experience with way too much going on in it. Yeah. Probably more than P players remember. Um, yeah, And uh, yeah, the re- more recent games don't have like loads of what what it had in terms of that the kind of stuff. Same sense of scale. They feel yeah. they feel more restrained, like in a way that because they're they're sort of better looking games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know. Something about Deus Ex, as angular and as ugly as it is, just feels massive in a way that I think is quite hard for other linear games to mm. represent. The kind of globe trotting you do in Deus Ex feels really good as well. Mm. Um, so you know, uh, there are hubs in the new games, but the old ones, like you felt like you were in a totally different game, almost yeah. different types of enemy, different sort of gadgets and all sorts. It's a, it's a really nice progression to the single player. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck Greasels, though. Yeah, fuck Greasels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 71 is Invisible Ink. Um, very good uh, sort of stealth, tactical, turn-based game. Yeah. I haven't played it for a few years now. Mm. Um, xcom type stealth game. Yeah, unless you really kind of customise its difficulty as well to suit you, the player. Um, sort of, uh, I guess, like one of, uh, sort of Clay's, sort of among Clay's kind of hot streak of uh, amazing yeah. indie games, basically. Mm. Um, yeah, nice to see it on the list. Uh, an old Chris Thurston favourite. Mm. Yeah, yeah, good to see it on there. Um, okay, next up is. Have I definitely got this right? Yes. yes Eve Online. Eve Online. Never played it. Uh, creates good stories. Uh, got invaded this year, didn't it, by uh, aliens and everyone yeah. got annoyed. Yeah. That's not, not the most popular decision. So, so it'll be interesting to see how that developed. But got, got some headlines, though, didn't it? Mm, got some real sure. attention. Yeah, sure. Probably more than anything else has in years. Um, good. Always nice to see it on there. Uh, 69 is Overwatch. That's really fell this year, and I think probably to the listener it'll be fairly obvious why it's sort of declined in relevance. I think that's it, yeah. It's just, I don't know, it doesn't feel as 
vibrant. It doesn't feel as kind of necessary as it maybe did this time last year. Yeah, it's facing just so much competition now as well. Mm-hmm. Just like um, it's facing games that are completely free, that have mm. that are always updated with new characters. Obviously, like Apex and um, of course uh, Fortnite probably stolen a lot of its players as well. I would guess. Um, yeah. Uh, but hey, it's uh, that's still a pretty good position. It's the nice number as well, so good for them. Yeah, <laughs> sixty-eight is Sea of Thieves. Uh, really cool to see that on there. Um, mm. It's they've added so much to it now. It's had a really good year, hasn't it? It has. I'm still not sure any of its quests are that fun. <laughs> but I mean, the, the standard thing applies where if you're in the boat, you're having fun, and if you're on the ground, you're probably not. Especially if you've got to fight a skeleton. Yes. Um, Some of the objectives and that new story stuff and how long it takes and the fact the there are no fights, checkpoints. That, oh. that one boss fight was actually the worst. Yeah. And yeah, also the time commitment of like, hey, you're going to sign up for two hours of exploring for a thing and there's going to be no checkpoints, so you better all clear your calendars. Mm. Yeah. So I kind of... Um, I think they will just keep adding new stuff to it because it's now, especially with Game Pass of PC as well, this is going to yeah. be a huge amount of people playing it. It's easier to play than ever. Um, I want them to add more stuff like the shark, honestly, and more stuff like the um, kraken. Just those kind and of more fishing, yeah, more fishing, so, and like surprise new kind of weird weather st- uh, things to contend with, new enemies, that sort of thing. Didn't players like this week find a island, uncharted island, with like a hole or a meteor? crash site really? or something like, I was sure I saw a headline that something is happening in that game oh. right now that nice. be worth checking out it's really cool that they got, a, they got to treat it like an early access game and just build on it because what it was at launch as everyone knows just was just the bones of a good game yeah. um, and now there are so many islands in it and so much stuff to do and um the yeah. story, the story stuff is kind of mixed, but uh, it is definitely a it's a critical path you can follow, and the game really needed that, so that's mm. good. Cool. 67 is Don't Starve Together, a very much a Tim Clark choice, but yeah. Don't Starve's really good, isn't it? And it uh, yeah, it looks great. Um, I still hate survival games, <laughs> however good they look. So it's one of the best ones, though. Like it's one yeah. of it's not janky. It's mm. you know it looks amazing, and yeah, it's uh, 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 it's cool. It's cool. I mean, I just. Yeah, like like you, I'm not really a big fan of the genre, but uh, on my thing. But uh, yeah, it's it looks nice. Definitely has a following. Sixty six is Baldur's Gate two: Shadow of Amn or Am. Um, so uh, I've not played Baldur's Gate two. That's one of my um, uh, terror on, on my pile of shame. The enhanced edition for that. Mm. Um, but I'm sure you two have opinions on it, right? Yes. Yeah, I've only played it for about ten hours. I always I always do this Baldur's Gate one as well. I could play play it for ten hours and then. Like I do also do this with pillars. This entire genre, I've just wasted so wasted so much of my life <laughs> nearly getting into them. But um, yeah, it's just absolutely vast. Still, just the amount of stuff you can do, the careers you can pursue that are, have nothing to do with the main quest. It just seems like a, one of the best versions of that, that genre. Yeah, it has such an opposite structure to a lot of these types of RPGs. And the like, the opening city and like the first two or three chapters will take you hours and hours and hours to do because you've just given the big city from the off whereas like in Bosgate 1 you were sort of slowly building up through towns and villages as you make your way to like the master here you just dumped in and you said your objective now is to make money because you need money to do this thing so just go off doesn't matter do the side quest however you need to do however you need to raise this money that's what you're doing now and um it's a really liberating opening to an RPG mm. um I say opening, like, you've still got to go through the terrible, terrible tutorial dungeon. <laughs> skip that uh, with mods. <laughs> you can skip that with mods, and you probably should. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a really, really great way to open it, and then it sort of gradually focuses in as, like, the main plot feels more urgent. Hmm. Um, yeah, really clever structure for this kind of thing. Yeah, it still looks quite nice in this screenshot. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I should really play those at some point, and obviously there's a third one coming out. So you know. there's just so many RPGs now, though, Sam. Yeah, that's true. But then I'm um, because I'm leaving. I don't have to play all the PC games now, so I can just play some old ones. That's yeah, true. And good idea. Uh, feels like a good good use of my time. Her story is at 65. Um, uh, we've said so much about that game in the past. Cool FMV sliced up, piece it together, solve the mystery game. Mm. Looking forward to the creator's new game. Yeah, telling lies. Telling lies. <laughs> 64 is Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, which only came to PC last year, but um, is the best one, probably, to play now, I would say. Yeah, I think so. It's the smartest RPG, uh, systems-wise, and they've added like, a fast-forward button that's actually kind of modernised the grind. Oh, my God. Like, is there anything that. more cathartic than yeah. that button? It's, it's oh, extremely good. Get it in my veins. See, if you're like, oh, I need to you know, grind out 100 of these items so I can get this cool weapon and then change my character build you can just get it done in five minutes and just watching your little guys called Benny Hill around a, a zone smashing stuff up automatically is really fun actually uh, Wes makes a really good point about the scale of the world here as well the scale mm. of the world is always one to one other Final Fantasy games where you're sort of just seeing the world map world, yeah. Yeah, you point. see everything in that world mm. um, Yeah, the art direction is amazing as well yeah such a beautiful looking uh, looking thing um, yeah yeah, I agree oh that fast forward button's so good I can't believe we ever sat through the regular pace <laughs> I can't game. believe I did that no. it's so slow just sat in deserts while fucking Van and Balthier just hitting Twatting little dog, dogs. T-Rexes yeah. and getting bones from them. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Uh, good. Um, so 63 is Frostpunk. Um, mm. Not played this, but um, Phil, you've written some words here. Were they to bulk out the entry? To make <laughs> they were count? because uh, Chris's write-up was three lines short. <laughs> and so I had to come up with three lines to make it fit. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I have well, also not played this game. Uh, it's likely the only game in which you can make children work in coal mines uh, that will ever include in the top 100. Uh, you know, uh, wait and see. Uh, you know, this. Uh, I, I mean, there's plenty of time left to go. They might make Frostpunk too. You know, um, two Frost, two Punk. Sorry, sixty-two is Half-Life Two. Like I said, that was number one just a few years ago. Um, I think, like, who who on the team has even played Half-Life Two in the last year? I don't think anyone has. Like, we all know, we all know it's good, but you don't have to force yourself to get excited about it in 2019. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we've seen some really good first-person shooters coming out in the last few years, like whether it's Doom 2016 or Wolfenstein series and that kind of stuff. They're actually the genre has kind of revived a little bit, so mm. there are probably other things you could play. Um, there's, there's even this influx of like uh, sort of old schoolish oh, yeah, games like yeah. A Medieval and uh, Dusk. Yes. Um, and yeah, whether they're to your taste or not, that it means you have options. And of course, there's another Doom coming out very soon. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, by no means a bad time for FPS games. But Half Life Two will probably always be on the list. Half Life Two is there if you need it. Yeah, if you ever need it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. comforting. <laughs> uh, Eurotruck Simulator Two, a PC gamer UK favourite. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's at its highest position yet, I think. If you read uh, the magazine, how many fucking times have you seen Andy Kelly write about this game now? <laughs> like, oh my god! I mean, you know, if if I, I mean, you've seen it, you've seen it written about less times than he's pitched to write about it. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, good. Okay. So, uh, sixty is Babber is you not played it? Phil, your name is next to it. What is it? I've actually know nothing about this, but I did buy it in the Steam sale. Okay. Uh, so it is um, a block pushing puzzle game uh, in which, uh, as with most of these, there's like a bunch of obstacles. You push things around, uh, but here the twist is that you can push words as well, um, and the words form simple little sentences like "rock is push" or "babber is you." And by breaking them up or putting them together, you change the rules of that level. Mm. Um, so, uh, like an early one is you need to construct the sentence "flag is win" or "something is win" so that you've you've actually got an exit for the level to so say that you've completed it. But then quickly it becomes the most fucking complicated thing in the world. Um, like it really does 
switch between I am a genius and actually this is definitely impossible. No human being has ever completed this game. I'm convinced of it. Um, but I think the difference between this and, say, Steven's Sausage Roll, which I think it's very much in the same kind of wheelhouse as, like these hyper-difficult games about positioning and pushing things around, this feels more open to experimentation. Like I feel like I've got more room to move around a level and just play with things and test the rules and see what's happening, and that makes it a lot more satisfying. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I enjoy it. I still haven't completed it. I may never complete it, but there's some really cool kind of tricks of logic in there mm. if you get into it. Cool. Uh, good entry for the list. Uh, Mass Effect 2 is at 59. Uh, I don't have much more to say about that, but it's, just, it's a shame that that's still the Bioware RPG that is on this list yeah, this year. Um, but, you know, when uh, the likes of Anthem happens, what else are you going to do? Uh, for sure. 58 is Stalker, Call of Pripyat. Uh, I think you could probably argue that... Um, the original stalker would be a good choice too but uh yeah there's uh either either one good good to see that on the list mm. um yeah before before like survival games as a genre became kind of codified and you know a lot of game copied each other this was doing survival in a much more intense way mm. uh, and it's yeah it's still incredibly atmospheric yeah absolutely 57 is unavowed um that's uh, sort of offbeat kind of uh, isn't it sort of like a supernatural point-and-click adventure where there's a bit of Buffy to it, a bit of yep. X-Files to it? Yeah, uh, it's, it kind of, it's got that kind of tone in terms of its mystery. Like, it's a world where there's all sorts of demons and ghosts and mm. uh, mysterious things, and you play... You're, you're part of an agency that solves supernatural problems, um, and uh, but you also have a bunch of companions that you recruit along the way, and you can choose who you take on each sort of separate little standalone adventure thing. Um, so it does have the feel of that kind of monster of the week a bit um, as you go between different cases, and you know you get to know companions and you learn about them and their backstory and stuff. Um, it's really well written, mm. and uh, it's from the uh, creator of the uh, Blackwell. It's not a trilogy. There's like four or five games at this mm-hmm. point, um, but they were all really good as well. Like um, Wadjet Eye is has made just a history of like these really clever, considered um, mystery adventures that all look beautiful as well. Like their pixel art is just stunning. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, a good choice uh, for the list. Uh, mm. Fifty six is Pillars of Eternity Two Deadfire. Um, I think this is the kind of positive byproduct of having Fraser on the team, as he really pushes for these. Sort of He's like, actually played more than two hours of every RPG he's played every single game um, <laughs> yeah, particularly RPG as an strategy games um, so yeah nice to see on the list I think he pushed the, the second one because there's a better story he than did, the first yes. one um, yeah he really liked setting as well Pillars with Pirates he says I'm sold yeah good. Hey, fair play um, how are we doing time wise we are at 12 o'clock what does Audacity say probably coming up to that's 40 right. minutes that's alright 42 minutes. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? We're almost halfway through. It's good. Um, StarCraft 2 is at 55. You can now play the entire campaign of this for free, um, which is yeah. quite a gift, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a brilliant single player campaign as well. Like It's got a load of stuff from old school uh, RTS games, like uh, cutscenes and stuff, interactive cutscenes between missions where you can talk to characters and wander around spaceships. Uh, you can also like, upgrade your units to different versions that aren't even available in the multiplayer because they're so broken, but they're just like <laughs> really fun to use in the single player. Uh, it still looks beautiful, and it still just like it has that blizzard polish that 
it's just irresistible, really. Uh, it, it's kind of fallen off as an eSport, it feels like, a little bit. Still, obviously, really competitive. Um, but just as a single-player campaign, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, as we alluded to before, it's still just, if you want to play an RTS game uh, now, there there aren't any better choices. Yeah. It's just such mm-hmm. a stagnating genre. 54 is Anno 1800. Um, we gave this quite a high score. and We did, yeah. Pretty much the best of the series, it really. And it sold really well, it seems, as well. I've not played it yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. Like, yeah. I was a big fan of Anno 1404, which was the last time they did one setting the past, as opposed to, like, their futuristic speculative fiction ones um, so yeah Anno 1800 just sounds like they've gone really deep onto a lot of the simulation stuff it sounds like a really big rich fun city builder type thing it looks, it looks very nice as well yeah, yeah. cool yeah um, Dusk is at 53 mentioned yes. this earlier uh, I've not played this Phil is it very good I've got I've bought it in a Steam sale yeah, I, yeah I've played the first few levels and yeah I'm really enjoying it like there's just fun chunky weapons and you sort of know what you're getting with these kind of old school style uh, FPS is it feels very of that type but um, you know every now and again there's a, a cool little trick or something that reminds you like we are benefiting from like the last 20 years of FPS design here as well um, yeah yeah that's really cool the, yeah the levels are amazing like they're really funny and full of secrets and mm. just like really themed and you know shocking it's great it's a really really nice tone it seems like these games have really taken off as well. So Yeah, this is the only one of them I've played, although um, I've got a Medieval. I need to check it out at some point. That's because... a kind of Hexen sort of like uh, spin, isn't it? That's the... Uh, isn't it the, the same yes. publisher as well? quite possibly. Yeah. I've not looked into it that deeply. Um, Tyler, annoyingly, Iron Maiden has changed its name since <laughs> I wrote Iron Maiden there. Uh, oh, yeah, because of the... The I band. assume the band said no you can't do that Fraser had the very good line in his new story of because uh, nothing's more rock and roll than uh, copyright <laughs> law <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, good uh, so 52 is Stardew Valley yeah um, I've still only ever played the first hour of this and only recently discovered there's loads of weird shit very deep into the game oh yeah um, mm-hmm. I knew nothing about any of that and thought it was just a game about mathematically sorting your crops out um, oh no there's loads to do um, and I think they've added more weird shit since I last played it like I, I think I played two full year cycles and then haven't gone back because winter clears out all your crops so I've got to start from scratch again and it's just I don't know if I I don't know if I've got it in me um, <laughs> you have to hire someone to do it for you maybe uh, yeah uh, like Tim with his uh, actually no we can't talk about that <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he decided not to write a story about that I'm so, so I'm going to persuade him to yeah, do it that's a point. great story you should have tell that uh, that's tantalising to the listener yeah, um, yeah great seeing it on there he's, reta- he's um, regained the publishing rights to it hasn't he as well he's staffing up to uh, add more stuff to it um, oh, cool. and also I've met him he's an extremely nice man mm. uh, he came to Golden Joysticks uh, Eric Barone um, so 51 is Darkest Dungeon getting a sequel this year uh, I've not really played it to be honest um, I haven't at all another one that I own and I think I own two of its expansions because uh, I lost my mind but um, <laughs> probably a good one to play on Switch isn't it that one mm. should give that a go but it looks really nice that arm there um, good good seeing that on there um, yeah, admittedly I've probably Slay the Spire has probably taken the spot of this in my life in terms of right, repeatable yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Um, Path of Exile uh, is at number 50 uh, that's up way, way, it's way up from fifty last year. places exactly. Yeah, they keep on adding three seasons that just keep on expanding it, and it's just and now it's just the deepest, best action RPG you can play. And in fact, it's booted Diablo three off the list because Diablo three has just not really evolved at all in the last sort of couple of years. Yeah, since and the Necromancer. Diablo three is now a very old game. Is it seven years old? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, do another one. Yeah, um, perfect. So it's brilliant, and it's it's got to be one of the most generous free to play games in the world up there with Warframe and a few other 
the others. Mm, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's cool seeing it there. Uh, we actually just did a really good making of in the magazine a couple of months ago, right? And I think that's now on the website, isn't it? Yeah, um, should be. Yeah. yeah, I think Jeremy Easy. talked through every single uh, season with the developers mm. grinding gear. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, Forty nine is Skyrim. Bit of a tumble there, but I think uh, it's again like Half Life, really, where it's an old favorite, yeah. but you don't need to get excited about Can't it in twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, um, and like. Half-Life it sort of stays on from a mix of yeah being very comfortable, still being very good even if you're very familiar with it yeah. and having a mod scene that kind of means there are always reasons to reinstall it every now and again. Yeah, and plus they, uh, you know if you're on PC they gave away that nicer looking version of it for free, which mm. was a nice thing to do so mm. yeah, it's, uh, it's never a bad time to play it really. Uh, Opus Magnum at 48. Um, Zachtronics, uh, Phil you're a bit more familiar with this than me. Yeah, um, a lot of Zachtronics back catalogue from Space Chem on was really are all about uh, creating these very uh, specific machines to turn one thing into a slightly different thing and uh, Opus Magnum's got a uh, alchemy theme so you're sort of turning lead into gold etc like that's the first level because in this world it's so easy to turn lead into gold that the main character's insulted that they've been asked to do it um, <laughs> But uh, despite sort of the thematic layer on top of it, it's all done via these little mechanisms. So you're programming in like uh, switches and arms and pistons to sort of move move these marbles from one part of the board to another, um, and it creates these really satisfying clockwork machines uh, that oh, it's really nice to see them moving and creating uh, what you've been asked to create, and then it will ask you if you want to output a gif of that just so uh, i mean ostensibly so you can share it but like nobody gives a shit about the thing you've created so it can just sit on your desktop and you can look at it every now and again and thought yeah i did that good mm-hmm. um every level also has a leaderboard um so my big recommendation for it is don't be friends with tom francis uh, ah hitman the hitman situation yeah. <laughs> it's like oh okay yeah no he did that better than me yeah what a surprise <laughs> um Good, good. Uh, right, 47 is Minecraft. That had a substantial update this year, didn't it? It did. Mm. Um, yeah, people seem to really like the villager stuff mm, yeah. uh, that they've added. It's this huge, huge new chunk. Um, it's back in, isn't it? We, we didn't yeah. have Minecraft in last year. I think we're all a bit tired of it, but... Yeah, I mean, like it just it's a game that people always want to read about, and they're yeah. always interested, and people are always discovering. Um, and it seems to be in pretty good hands with Microsoft as well, so mm. fair play. Fair play. It's nice thing in there. Um, 46 Dead May Cry 5 that's definitely a, a Tom Senior joint yeah new entry mm-hmm. um, just if you're gonna there's a, a particular type of sort of arcade brawler that we don't have many of on PC it's basically this and uh, Bayonetta and a few others mm-hmm. um, yeah it's recent years it's sort of popped up isn't it yeah it's just sort of come back and Dead May Cry 5 is just it's kind of it's so fluid and good to control and there's there are just so so many ideas in the movesets for the three characters that you can uh, that you eventually unlock over the course of the campaign that it just feels like really creative and fun rather than just being purely hard it's also like a, it's a fun game about making the most beautiful combo that you can clearing a room in the most stylish way that you can which is of course you know the whole point of the game uh, it ranks you based on style um and yeah they're just uh, done an incredible job with just the animations the fighting styles um and the controls it's just yeah it's a great great action game mm. yeah yeah it's good um yeah, I uh, I think it probably it might even have been higher. It had a, another yes. excellent uh, third person combat game not come out uh, right. this year. Um, but yeah, nice seeing it in there. Capcom's had a very good year. They have. Um, Sky is at number forty five. Um, there actually, I think a lot of people nominated this, didn't they? Um, yeah, I think so. Like um, Sunless Sunless Seeds was like really well received as well, um, and this sequel does seem to just do a lot of 
everything that game tried but better and yeah. weirder and larger and it really feels like this just incredibly interesting space to explore there are just so many everywhere you go there are just really interesting sci-fi concepts to discover um and that that does make it like one of the best sort of exploration games that mm-hmm. i've played recently i think they keep adding new stuff to it as well they have mm-hmm. these kind of like uh, mini events where they add new characters and scenarios mm-hmm. um every month or two and that's really cool it's got this kind of extended life yeah. um yeah i it's really cool seeing a, a game like that on the list i kind of hope it's sold well just because i yeah. yeah that's to do well yeah it's, it's a weird really small thing to say but they've like corrected the ui from the first game and made everything just much more readable because it's a very text driven game yeah and they've just like s- solved that it's really fun to click through now uh, and as phil says it's completely right like the the, the art the variety of the art in it is just much greater for being in space rather than underwater uh it's lovely yeah absolutely uh, so number 44 is uh, Civilization 6 um, that's new um, probably because they've now got two expansions yeah. basically they hit two expansions and then so suddenly it's like well I guess it takes over from Civ 5 now because <laughs> yeah. they've done enough to sort of get a hold of everything that was happening in that game and what was missing and what needed fixing and target those things I, I like Civ it's kind of a, a, an old sort of dependable game but mm. I just started a campaign recently and found I didn't really have the energy for Civ anymore just because I feel like it's just something I've put too many hours into in the past across multiple games that even with uh, many many different uh, leaders you can choose from in this one I just felt I just felt a bit exhausted looking at the map and thinking ah mm. um, I think you know, it just has more competition now so I, yeah. stuff like Endless Legend is just looks more interesting and has more interesting factions uh, and actually like I really prefer Civ 5, Civ 4's aesthetic to Civ 6's. Uh, Civilization for me is a, a sort of place that you sort of exist in, like a, a quite a comforting, uh, gentle, beautiful music, calm greens and, uh, and browns. Whereas this is quite, quite, they've got quite a vibrant and almost cartoony look for this yeah. one. And that to me, that's just really put me off for some reason. Yeah, it uh, reminds me, it looks, it looks quite a lot like Civ Rev on the consoles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never played that. As a, it's quite a good, um, solid, sort of potted Civ game. Uh, but yeah, yeah, fair play, Tom. I think that's a fair enough uh, uh, thing to say. But I mean, obviously, we um, the two expansions did add a lot of stuff, mm. like the Golden and Dark Ages, and then the environmental stuff yeah. that goes down. And while I think Fraser was um, a bit mixed on the environmental stuff and how that manifests in a campaign, overall, it's a, it's now different enough from its predecessors, and also you can pick it up in any state. Yeah, it seems to be the World Congress stuff that people are sort of really gravitating towards that mm. I think pushed it over the edge a bit. Like, yeah. I heard a lot of positive things if, from that. If you want to know what um, Top 100 Waffle looks like, by the way, I had to bulk <laughs> this entry out, so um, if you, when you get the magazine, check out my words. They were, uh, that was, it was hard for that was, to try and say something about it. 43 is World of Warcraft, um, which falls from 29, because uh, I think another MMO is higher on this list. Yes, um, for the first time in who knows how long. Which has proven to be quite a good decision, based on how it's... Uh, I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, you can now play, uh, I think WoW Classic is, you can now play it in closed beta, um, but... Uh, Obviously, it's a long-running, dependable game with a massive community still, Mm, Um, and people still always want to read about it on our website, so I imagine that, yeah, that passionate audience will probably never go away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cool. 42 is Armour 3. Um, I think that's about to get an expansion with Aliens, isn't it? Yes. Contact. Uh, Contact, yeah, which is about... 
uh, it's sort of going for the arrival route where aliens turn up, but maybe they don't just want to take over the world. You've got to investigate as a NATO drone operator. Right. Um, you've got to shoot something in armour, right? So you- there, there are also, like, you know, I think you're also in a region where there are two factions that are kind of warring as well. So you will shoot things, but... Yeah, I mean, it makes it makes sense. You're probably not shooting little alien men in armor. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, I don't. It, maybe the campaign will take that turn. I mean, uh, oh man, I mean, if they do, that would have been made. We could have done our um, armor uh, Zeus feature again. Yeah, um, that's we'll probably a good reason to do that. Yeah, yeah it definitely is. Um, but now I'm leaving, so I don't. I don't get to do that. Um, so 41 is Crusader Kings two. I think that's the highest um, of uh, the four X games on our list. Probably. I mean, we'll so. see. We'll see in about half an hour, if not. So. Um, yeah, uh, I don't really play it. What about you two? Got things to say about CK2? I still haven't cracked, cracked it a bit. I know Phil's played a lot. I play quite a bit of it, yeah. Um, and it is just a big, giant story generator uh, that uh, with every every county has a character attached to it and they will have dependencies and relationships and their own specific personality quirks and stuff. Um and that simulation just plays out across the map and it is just like a fascinating thing to watch even if you've picked a character off in the corner of the world and you're doing very local things like say you know you're in Ireland trying to unify Ireland this tiny island in the corner of the map meanwhile entire empires will shift as it's going on because like every country is being uh, simulated as you go Mm. it's um, just like it's just this really fascinating space to be in and uh, yeah the stories that you can craft within it are just very unique it feels like yeah um, cool uh, so number 40 is Caves of Quad could Quad could. Um, <laughs> that Stephen really pushed for that one I don't know much about it actually um, but Dwarf Fortressy yeah of, uh, a main... sort of Dwarf Fortressy ASCII roguelike type thing mm-hmm. um, that yeah seems to have some fascinating ideas in it mm. uh, I also have not played it okay uh, fair play, but um, I'm sure it has earned its place on the list as a new entry. Mm-hmm. Um, 39 is GTA 5. Um, actually, just as I uh, we're doing this, the new expansion is launched for GTA Online. Casinos, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a bit underwhelmed by it, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like I can see there's a bunch of mini games there and then loads of stuff to buy, and I just felt kind of exhausted Classic by it. Classic GTA expansion. I thought they might have done something like how in GTA 4 they had, you know, like. Frankie Boyle and Ricky Gervais as stand-ups and they might have had some entertainment or something like that um, but it just seems to be like, I don't know, a floor of some mini-games and then a, and it's got its and own currency. So you can sink millions into this thing. I think, yeah, I think you can because, I mean I, it seems like you can just buy chips with in-game currency so you could buy a shark card, put all that money in the game and then buy all that in-game currency and then gamble it, I think. Uh, but I have, to uh-huh. invest- <laughs> I have to investigate it further before I comment. But um, yeah, that seemed to be um, uh, seemed to be the thing it's doing. But to be honest, I think most people will probably treat it in quite an, an innocuous way. It's you go in there and probably play some play some games with some um, friends and yeah. then and then leave it. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool that it's still being expanded upon all these years later. Even if the, I don't find it hard to get too excited about the sort of things they add to it. Yeah, I can't remember the last time they've added a thing that I thought, "Oh, this this will bring me back." Because a lot of it does seem to be just money sinks at this point. Arena War was really fun, but <laughs> the problem was that I just on PC I couldn't find enough players to mm. want to play that stuff. I just don't think they made it enticing enough to people. Um, it's a shame because it basically turned it into a car combat game. Yeah. We had different weapons and turrets and shit like that, and that was um, that was really cool. 
But hey, um, it's got the uh, very rich uh, GTA role-playing scene now. Um, that's become a huge, huge yeah. thing. So it's definitely earned its place on the list. Um, yeah. Also, there's a good single-player game there if you know you want that. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah, it, the um, bit of the old kind of crusty th- open-world mission design in there now. But um, some of the missions are still extraordinarily good, mm. uh, particularly the heist. So. 38 is CSGO. I need to get some water and go to the bathroom. Can you carry on? And yes. And then I'll come back. Sure. Do you need a sandwich or anything? No, I'm good. All right. I'm good too. Cool. Uh, um, yes. Some more water if you... Yeah, no worries. Absolutely. Thanks. You all right, John? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Okay, good. Yeah, it's very professional. Yeah. This happens on Mark Marrett all the time. Uh, do we have anything to say about CSGO? It's still Counter-Strike, isn't it? Yeah. It's the version of Counter-Strike you play, and there's still no better version of that, really. Yeah, um, I like. I assume it still has its place in the. It's. Um, I guess it's still doing something very different to a lot of the popular FPSs around now, and it always seems to be incredibly populated. And yeah, dependable. Yeah. Classic. Arena Moving FPS. on. Splunky. Uh, Thirty-seven. Splunky. Still, it's still great. <laughs> I don't know what to say about Splunky. We've written so many words. I about mean, we've so much. Uh, a uh, former game of the year uh, to the chagrin of the chagrin of that one guy on Twitter. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> got very angry about it for a year for a year straight um, um no it is uh the, as, as probably one of the best procedurally generated games around in terms of stitching together really interesting levels out of these random chunks yeah a bit. And like a really good platformer with a really kind of interesting mm. feel of momentum and you know uh, there's a kind of chaotic sort of uh systems chain of events it's, it's a sandbox isn't it like the, the way the bats move and can fall onto other yeah. things trigger traps and you know uh, annoy a shopkeeper who then blows up you know it's, it's kind of chaotic chaos simulator yeah like the first time I went into the you know, the jungle area and mm. uh, a rogue arrow just made something else it's like a frog exploded <laughs> and then every shopkeeper in the game hated me it's like <laughs> this wasn't my fault it's just like well I've got to deal with this now um, but it's always fun it's always brilliant yeah uh, and um, I guess procedural generation means like every run you're getting different tools and the like the tools and upgrades that you can pick up really change what every run feels yeah, like that's really true I almost don't know how you make a sequel to it because of course they are, yeah they are there is one coming um, but I think it's just I have to improve it it's so good yeah I mean I was going to say maybe more secrets more like thing, but there's also a lot of secrets yeah, in there like, entire secret levels Chris points out here yeah like Hell City of Gold there's just so much to explore mm. and find 36 is Fortnite hmm well, it's, a, it's been such an explosive sensation this year, and it's kind of changed the landscape um, for multiplayer games, particularly the way it up, has been updated. And as, yeah. as, as a way of approaching updating an online game, it's something new for sure. I frequently don't know what Fortnite even is anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's sometimes just, it's always a concert. <laughs> and then sometimes, you know, players will wake up one day and there'll be a giant eye in an, a glacier mm. at part of the map. And, and the way it kind of plays with its community and kind of sees these secrets throughout uh, the map and changes the map so dr- drastically is, is a really fun, really fun approach to like an evolving multiplayer game. It's I think it's a map, yeah. really nice thing to sort of load into and like be, have as your hobby. It's yeah, this thing yeah. that could be anything from one day to the other. And it's like, it can always surprise and delight you in those ways. That's really cool. And I could see it just being like, if I was, you know, twelve. It's the thing you talk about in the playground every day about what's happening in Fortnite, and yeah. then it's the way you go and uh, hang out with your friends after after school and stuff. Like it's it's perfect for that stuff. It's really nice. Yeah, Fortnite is a good thing. I, I played the uh, like a kind of early 
sort of pre-alpha version of what Fortnite originally was. Oh, the... Um, it was like seven or eight years ago or something. The PvE thing. Yeah, it used to be a zombie survival game. Yeah. Where during the day you'd mine uh, blocks, then you'd build a fortress, and then at night zombies would come. And uh, it was exactly half fun, because all the mining <laughs> stuff was really boring, and the rest of it was fun. Classic. There's a really... It's called Fortnite Save the World or something, I think it was, the mm. PvE version eventually, and there's a really cool feature on the site um, about the players the sort of remaining players of that mode and how like They're frustrated they can get about the battle royale being oh, seen wow. as the default main like the idea that that's not Fortnite this is still Fortnite and it's like yeah, I think that shit Fortnite. sailed guys yeah that's is that, uh, that game's done but it's yeah feel free alright alright what'd Welcome you get back. to uh, so we've just finished with Fortnite oh nice good uh, so uh, number 35 is Forza Horizon 4 oh so good I love this game it's the best racing it's game it's the best racing game uh, unless you want something incredibly like simulated, yeah. which is uh, you know a niche option in which the PC case for in spades, but uh, if you just want a all-purpose, all things to all players, amazingly beautiful open-world racing romp, this is there for you. Mm. And now there's Lego cars. Woo. Plus, you can play it on Game Pass again. So if you don't want to buy things from the. Uh, actually, no, they've changed all that, haven't they? So you can buy things through the uh, game, the new Xbox app. I have no idea. Oh yes, they have. I, I downloaded it. And everything I didn't really for me, understand it. And... Everything for me still updates through the Windows Store, though. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but if you if you are allergic to that, then you can see what the fuss is about just by spending a tenner and then just playing it mm. for uh, a month and seeing how you feel about it, which is really cool. Um, yeah, nice thing on the list. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm surprised there's no falls of this year, but I'm guessing they're waiting till next gen Xbox, right? Yeah, quite mm, possibly. Um, yeah, skipping a year for the first time in God knows how long. Mm. All right then. So Dark Souls Remastered is at 34. Ooh. That's tumbled quite a lot. Um, the there's reason, a good reason for that. <laughs> yeah, it'll become fairly obvious in, uh, in, <laughs> yeah. in a short period of time. Um, Tom, that's definitely your area. Yeah, it's still an absolute classic, um, and there's a reason why people bang on about it over and over again because it's uh, an amazing marriage of brilliant RPG design uh, fun combat uh, a wonderful atmospheric uh, sense of doom and also just amazing storytelling uh, that you gradually unpick over the course of several playthroughs mm. uh, it's just one of, the, one of the best games ever Ah, yeah, it's uh, nice to see it on there it's definitely um, definitely dated in looks I think, I mm. tried playing it after um, uh, playing another game, another certain game we'll refer to uh, a lot on the way to this uh, to um, the top five, I'm sure, but um, yeah, it does look a bit. It's definitely showing its age and budget a little bit. I think. Yeah, definitely. Sure. And there are certain areas that are just not very good, and that didn't look good at the time. So, to look at the better chaos. Yeah. Um, okay. Good. Uh, so, 33, another Tom Senior game. Yeah. Uh, Tom Senior Classic is Company of Heroes, uh, which has gone up a little bit. It's gone up day. a little bit because um, in the conversation we just said, oh, we just sort of remembered how good RTS <laughs> games are, and actually, like, they should be a bit higher and recommend them and push them a little bit more. Mm. Uh, Company of Heroes is still just um, absolutely like beautifully balanced uh, a couple of armies uh, it's very focused in that way but in terms of the disruptible battlefields the sound design um, the kind of combined arms approach to uh, conflict and the kind of skirmish game um, aspect of it it's all just still feels better than most of the artists have ever played mm. um, it's, it's brilliant in uh, you know comp stomp uh, you can get really competitive in PvP if you want to, uh, but it's also got some of the best single-player missions ever put in a RTS as well. Oh, well, I was wrong about StarCraft being in the um, our RTS of choice. Uh, that's clearly not the case. It's this one. Hopefully there are no others, so I have to contradict <laughs> right myself yet again. Uh, cool. Uh, so 32 is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I think this is the first time in Assassin's Creed has been in the top 100 while I've been here. I think so. Mm. Maybe Black that, Flag made it. I think that would make sense. Um, 
but yeah. certainly I don't think Origin, Origins didn't because that was my personal pick last year. Right. Then in the interim period, I'm not sure any of them did. Maybe Black Flag did like one in one year, but maybe. Um, I would have pushed for Origins, I think, if I played it at that point because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, Odyssey is now the right choice because it does just feel like. It's, it feels completely different to like those old struggling Assassin's Creeds of the Unity era. Mm. Like it's such a, it, it is a good RPG. Like you say, it's the closest we've got to a Bioware game in 2019. Yeah, and uh, Mike Laidlaw has joined that studio, mm. um, which bodes really well for uh, the future of that series. I assume he'll be working on that, and if not, it'd be some original RPG thing, which would also be really cool. I really enjoyed the uh, the tone and sense of humour. Mm. Um, and the characters and the way they're sketched out in this and also just it's such an extraordinarily beautiful portrayal of, of Greece yeah it looks so nice oh yeah, sorry it's really, really um, fun to just go around it yeah it looks it's such an expensive looking thing and it's enormous as well yeah, there's, uh, there's God, so much game there for your money yeah, um, yeah uh, good to see it on there 31 is City Skylines um uh, again like it's the best game of its type really it's the best city yep. builder city builder yeah loads of uh, good meaningful expansions uh and uh, yeah, a, a, a million different things you can do in that game. Loads of diff- loads of good mods. Um, you can fill a crater with dead whales if you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and then uh, the next player won't even have the, ma- the, <laughs> the, the whales mods installed. back installed because that was a fraught process. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah. It didn't um, wasn't there some story last uh, week about, or maybe this week about how there's a, a sewage powered calculator someone had built in the yes. game. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it's worth having on the list for that alone. Yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. we didn't know about that at the time, you but can do maths with shit. City skylines. <laughs> what more do you need to say? Um, Portal Two is at number thirty. That is in the same position. That's got to be um, quite rare on this list. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, we do like it's. It's now also probably the highest rated Valve game. Yeah, I think you're probably. Hmm. Yeah, I think you, you're right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Because yeah, it, as a single player thing, it's. Uh, hilarious throughout it's clever throughout um some really interesting concepts weaved in some cool story moments and uh then you can flick over to the steam workshop and just endless puzzles yeah endless puzzles that people have put so much incredible effort into and not just like single maps there are full campaigns Mm. that add entirely new mechanics Mm. it's yeah if like if you are a fan of puzzle games this is probably our statement that this is the best one you can get yeah yeah, enough game there to fill a lifetime. Mm. Um, 29 is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, that is a nice uh, high new entry for a game I really enjoyed this year. Yeah. Just as a really straightforward, but like uh, it, it's the best sort of like version of a modern Resi game since Resi 4, I think. Yeah. Um, in that it's kind of built on the sort of fundamental over the shoulder shooting of Resi 4, but mm. you're in the way you kind of use bullets against enemies and how they behave and how you have to then react to how they behave that's much more in the wheelhouse of traditional survival horror yeah. and it's tr- it's it's a really clever update of that it, it yeah it's they've really thought hard about that about isn't it like a variable amount of bullets that can kill an enemy um and so you don't yeah. know how long it will take uh, so each bullet does feel like a gamble which is 
yeah. the right way to do it, you know. And the damage is like persistent as well. So if you go through the same corridor, you'll, you'll be like, oh yeah, I shot the, lo- the leg off that one zombie, so I'd have to worry about him because I could just step over him. Mm. Uh, and then you know, occasionally you'll get that headshot, and because it's that little bit of a dice roll behind it, when you do get a headshot that actually kills them, you're like, yes, finally, this, this place is actually safe for a bit. Yeah, it, which is a really good kind of ho- horror that doesn't rely on jump scares. It's just about managing this kind of ongoing grim situation. Yeah, for sure. The police station is still the um, Raccoon City PD. That's still the best location in the game by mm. miles. Like yeah. the sewers and facilities stuff later on not quite as good but um yeah i have no complaints about this game i absolutely fucking loved it mm. and it was just yeah i just more games that are under 20 hours long please <laughs> and also i don't really kind of i don't i realize me i don't really mind remakes when they're of this quality and so different to the original yeah. that they might as well be a new game yeah mm. um so yeah good um 28 is final fantasy 14 here is our highest rated mmo on the list yeah um just had an expansion that people seem to love, seem to really pay off a lot years worth of story. Sounds um, like it. Yeah. And, I keep uh, thinking, man, maybe I should play it, but it's madness lies that way. Remember, remember that time we all, we bought, all bought it? it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, like, like, we're really good games. It was just after they released the casino, um, the Gold Saucer casino and Triple Triad, and we were all like, yes, yes. let's devote yeah. all our life to this, yeah. and never played it. That would have been the time to do it as well, yeah, because we wouldn't have been so far behind. Now we're three <laughs> expansions like behind. Story, yeah. But also, like I've heard people say you can just get through the story stuff and you know if, if that's the if that's the part of it you want to experience like I think there is that option yeah there's also like I think there are like higher XP servers as well so you can sort of um, just bang through the game uh, nice and quickly uh, but I, if I'm being honest with myself, I think I would have played this by now if I was going to. I love Final Fantasy, uh, but it hasn't happened yet, mm. and I've ha- I've owned the game for four years, so uh, yeah. But hey, it's cool seeing it on there, and uh, yeah, the expansion suggests it's uh, it's at an all time peak. Um, so if you want to play an MMO now, then go get it. There it is. Uh, Warframe is at 27, very much a Tom Senior time sink. <laughs> yeah, but this is such a strange case. Like we talked about Fortnite earlier and how that's evolved and changed, and Warframe is just like just threatens to be a completely different game next year than it is this year mm. like it's, it starts it's, it's very grindy and it's very much like a free to play kind of uh, Skinner box but there's so much stuff to do and the world is like so weird and cool and it's getting increasingly beautiful and that they're it's a great time to get into it this year which is why it's so high on, high on the list because the Railjack update's coming they're just going to be update, adding new Warframes as well Railjack's going to be a kind of space you pilot spaceships with your friends and, and attack other space stations and stuff it's going to be really absolutely cool. mm. uh, it's really ambitious uh, but it's already a great game it's already a really good free to play game which um, re- really doesn't need much money to enjoy mm. it's one of those weird games where depending on which bit of you, what you're doing you can tell when it was developed in the life cycle of that game (laughs) it's like okay well when i was playing i reached one planet and it was just like oh this one's all grindy missions this must be an og planet (laughs) yeah that's right and then they're slowly going back through the old planets and kind of redoing the tile sets and Mm. um, the one they've done so far has been lovely and they've uh, completely redone the first open world zone it looks completely different now it's got trees and everything it used to be a flat desert um it's yeah it's just it's fun to be in that world and see how it's changing it's really good Mm, cool uh, yeah, um, leapt up from 48, so quite a big jump. Yeah. Um, 26 is League of Legends. Anyone have anything to say about that? Let's no. move on. All right. I guess they've got a Dota Underworld variant in there. Yeah, what's their like one called? Sort of thing. Team uh, Fight team Tactics. Fight, yeah, Fuck me. I've not played any of them or any MOBAs, really. Yeah, so. I sort of, yeah. I feel like they've all got terrible names, those, uh, those games. But um, <laughs> yeah. Um, 25. 
the Rocket League. Um, I think very much there because Tyler plays. It's the one game that Tyler plays more than anything else. Yes. Um, I've not played Rocket League for about two years, really. Um, partly for my own well-being. Yeah, only a psychiatrist's <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, have um, there's a a real restraining order thing going on there. Um, yeah, it's uh, obviously it's car football. And it's very very good. It's isn't it about to go exclusive to the Epic Games Store? It will do eventually. I don't know what's happening with that. Like, they, they there's got, a lot of reports of things I think but I don't know exactly what's happening yeah I might be wrong completely wrong about that I, don't, I mean it will never like you'll never not be able to play it on Steam obviously um, but uh, yes um, good good I'm sure we've all played that enough by now um, 24 is Apex Apex Legends uh, a new entry I think we were kind of hedging our bets a bit with that number uh, that number weren't we because even though it is been the it has been the big multiplayer thing this year yeah I think if we did this list in March that would be in the top 10 yeah but I think that's a a good place to put it because mm. definitely of the moment it's it's a big deal but these we now seem to be in an era of incredibly fickle people and mm. you know a competition of who can update their game the fastest and with the most stuff and mm. uh, that seems to be where they 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 seem to get a, a bit of flack for that and were kind of seem to be a bit punished for taking their time to really figure out what the next phase of that game should be but it's completely free. You can just download it on any PC, play it, and have a very thing, good time yeah. with these yeah. amazing guns made by this world-class team of FPS developers. What's not to love? You know, I'm still terrible at it. Yeah, me too. So bad. Me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might play it on PS4 where I have more of a chance. <laughs> I mean, I, I played it a bit on PS4 as well, and it's not much better. It's not looking good. Okay, damn it. Um, cool. Uh, so, 23 is Alien Isolation. Uh, I played this in the, through this in the last year or so, mm. and I don't think it's quite as good as it was when it launched. Okay. It annoyed me in a whole bunch of different ways, oh. um, but it, it is a bit too long. I think um, mm. it's like a twenty-hour-plus game, and I, by the end of it, I was like, "Ah, oh, thank God, it's over." Um, but Andy Kelly still uh, very big still on it. it. I, it's still a really interesting, different horror game that everyone should play, um, and you know, it's the it's the definitive alien sort of game experience, and it will it will never be surpassed, I'm sure, mm. in that respect. Um, Total War Three Kingdoms at 22 um, so uh, I've not played this but you two is this now the highest rated RTS and <laughs> but is it an RTS kind of uh, in, in, at times <laughs> yeah it's a hybrid yeah um, yeah Tom have you played a bit of this uh, yeah I really want to get into more of it uh, I think the, the big thing they've done is they've just taken the heroes system that they started with in like Total War Warhammer games and they've turned it into an entire metagame uh, you know the the diplomacy system is so deep and interesting mm. now, and that's never been good in Total War. Yeah. Uh, or even you know in many forex games, diplomacy is often the kind of one of the shonkiest bits. And the fact that they've done such a good job with this and made the characters so personable, and it's, it's a really gorgeous rendition of um, China in that period as well, and uh, just a great choice of setting. Um, yeah, it's good. That's really struck a chord as well, hasn't it? It sold like a million copies a week, um, and really sort of shows Total War's dominance. On yeah, the, I imagine that it's probably done quite well in China. Mm, yeah, that's <laughs> might well, be one of the reasons why they chose it. But yeah, uh, which is a smart choice. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, um, yeah, it's cool. A Fraser really pushed for it. Yeah, he absolutely yeah. convinced. It's one of the best ones they've ever made. So yeah. Um, yeah, he's been a critic of Total War in the past, like at times. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for him to really go to bat for this one. I'll, yeah, believe him when he says like it is probably the best Total War and certainly the best one you can buy now. Mm. Mm. Cool. Um, so twenty one is Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, the Phantom Pain. Um, I uh, favorite of mine. I've not played it recently, but um, same. I, but it's so good, such a good stealth third person stealth game. Mm. Um, 
yeah, very much at home on PC, even if the menus are a bit weird to navigate with a mouse and keyboard. Oh, for sure, or by pressing the one and three keys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks really nice still as well. Yeah. Uh, it is, yeah, and like the, the amount of ways you can complete each mission, it just it's a delight to kind of plan through and choose what what route you're going to take. Mm-hmm. And like, I spent so long doing little submissions there just because it was fun to wander across the map and yeah, just pick them off as you went while you're on horseback, yeah, or whatever, or with the dog, uh, yeah, it's always just the right amount of uh, the, uh, Kojima kind of weirdness and humor as well for me. Like, uh, mm. you get quite indulgent in some of the other Metal Gears, but for the, it's just like a little layer that sits underneath every now and then. There's a sprinkle of bullshit yeah. just in, <laughs> as you go through the story. <laughs> it's like, true, yeah. oh, here's a bullshit cutscene, yeah. or here's an enforced fight against some dickheads Those who like work. teleport around. And oh yeah. my god, yeah, that bit rubbish. Was those were really bad. Yeah, the bosses in there are all pretty bad. Yeah, um, but everything else, those represent about one percent of the game. That's yeah. it. Like you yeah. spend so much time just doing your own thing, which is very unmetal gear like. Mm. It but. sucks that survive was bad because it makes. All those people who think that Kashima is the only reason they're good <laughs> probably feel like they're correct. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm. I think, that's I think not the like case. a good team could make a great Metal Gear Solid mm. game. Yeah, and I hope they do one day. Yeah, I wish they hadn't made a try to make a survival that thing. Was, that's a bad, a weird decision. choice. <laughs> it's a bad decision. Uh, and now it's put that series into a kind of weird limbo where yeah. you're not sure if it'll ever come back. Um, Outer Wilds at number 20 what a great uh, great game to have in at a high position mm. yeah it's time loopy the universe is going to explode yeah. mystery game it's just a mystery where there's a little a tiny universe full of weird things that you can find about five planets all with a completely different feeling and atmosphere and the things to discover within so, a handful of big mysteries that you sort of pick your way through over multiple planets um yeah, just some really cool stuff out there to explore, and it's all sort of tracked in a way that keeps it. It's easy to understand, like how to where where you should be investigating to progress certain threads, and uh, it's also just really charming. Like the, the way it looks, the way it sounds, the kind of this very distinct mix of technology and folksy kind of frontiersmanship. Mm, I like how's that tonal variance from um, having that folksy stuff to being quite terrifying and mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that it can do both of those things. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's actually that's really a part of the magic of it because mm. you do feel like a proper sort of spacefarer when you set out like hum these humble beginnings of this little rickety spaceship. Yeah, there's rickety, and like all your, all your other mates are sort of made little camps on their planets on different planets, and they're just sat by a campfire on a rocking chair, just hanging out with their instruments. Mm. And then you go off over in this direction, and suddenly it gets weird and existential. Yeah, yeah uh, what is what are these things swimming inside this planet, and mm. what the fuck is that? monster thing over there um, and yeah rather than spoil any, any of it I think you should just get the game and see it all for yourself yeah um, yeah uh, the yeah sim- really enjoyed it yeah yeah 89 you gave it right yes yeah yeah nice thing on the list I'm sure it'll, um, it'll kick around for a few years 19 is The Sims 4 yeah um, I think that's uh, seemed to take a long time to really kick into high gear with some interesting expansions mm. um, just seemed to sort of mill around for for ages um, but has been free in the last year what a great freebie that I is oh, yeah. and it, it feels like one of those games like it, I don't think it did too well on our list for a while but I think because it's easy to think of The Sims as its own little sort of self-contained ecosystem that it's it's very easy to overlook it especially because it lives on Origin and yeah. whoever opens that program up <laughs> uh, but I, I think like, at some point we have the conversation where it's like oh no this is actually 
one of the classic PC games. Like, it is mm. one of the best games that we have on our platform that also feels incredibly specific to our platform. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, like... Boy, do they still want a lot of money for you if you want to keep up with the expansions. They are so expensive. They're I don't so Why expensive. are they so fucking expensive? That but is... I think if you're prepared to sort of pick and choose the experiences you want to add to that game. Like... Yeah. I imagine for some people as well, like um, it's like Parallax Games, where it might be the only game you play, and so the ongoing price is worth it. Um, Tom, your partner plays a lot of The Sims, right? Yeah, she absolutely loves it. And I think it's just that... The building tools in this compared to The Sims 3 are just so so much more advanced, and they've actually done uh, like they added landscaping, for example, that lets you like change the gardens and the way that your your plots are structured. And the fact that they're still getting that kind of like deep, you know, um, important update even years after release is a good sign that it's going to be well supported going forward, and that EA definitely cares about it. Yeah, it must be in good health if they're yeah. making these very elaborate expansions and and big updates. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we've now past the five years that all the previous sims were on a five-year cycle it seems like mm. um it is like 2004 2009 2014 2019 there was no sign of the sims 5 so they clearly think the sims 4 has legs still yeah they wouldn't be given that away for free unless they wanted to sell a, a shit ton of expansions so, <laughs> basically um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah indeed uh, fair play um 18 is subnautica um that was a very much a kind of like pip suggestion from last year but it's only slipped a little bit here it just slipped a little bit i think it's still in the hey if you want a survival game this is the one we recommend yeah yeah very um, uh, very well made and not janky and um, yeah. interesting to explore um, lots of weird scary stuff it has a interesting looking expansion coming up yeah uh, the below zero one is mm-hmm. that is that that's on steam and epic isn't it I've, possibly yeah. is it standalone as well yeah i, I, I think actually, it is yeah, okay cool yeah um, uh, i mean i've not played it again because i'm terrified of jellyfish <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah uh, like you say, it's the it's the one to play of that genre. Um, if you want an entry from that, um, so seventeen is Kerbal Space Program, hey. uh, which also position. has not moved. Mm, yeah, um, Phil, do you want to, or Phil or Tom? Do you want to talk about that one? I mean, it is just almost perfect at what it does, which is just be. I mean, it's, it's not perfect in any way. It's janky in so many ways, but like as as such a specific, I don't know set of goals that it meets spectacularly which is just like ramshackle building simulator that lets you create these incredibly dangerous looking (laughs) things that shouldn't be able to fly and then sometimes they can't and then sometimes you're in space with them and it feels emotive in the right ways I feel like and it feels kind of DIY in the right ways and there's just enough slapstick in there that it you know when your ship explodes, it doesn't feel like a harrowing tragedy, which is always good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does capture some of the awe of space as well. Just For sure, the, the sort of um, it's so kind of f- physics driven, and it's so interesting. You know, uh, replicating the actual conditions of space in a way that very few games are interested in, um, that you really feel a sense of tremendous accomplishment uh, for getting from one orbit to another, and it gives you this you know sense of. Wow, this is you know we've actually done this as a species, and that's it. This is kind of all, mm. all behind that. Uh, it's really interesting how they've sort of captured that feeling, especially like even in the sort of early access version when it it, it looks a lot better now. But mm. at the time when it was 
barely textured planets, but like something about the lighting and the way that it moved around mm. still felt really spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Even while looking but ugly. <laughs> and it's got a new expansion this year where you build little colonies or something. Is that yeah, right? I've not actually looked into mm. what the latest expansion does, but um, the the expansion before, which added a sort of mission system, apparently was like a real boom for the community. Like, really let them express some create these like really interesting mission design things some mm. really cool quests and so like it's another one of those games where you're buying into like an ecosystem that comes with a community who have just spent so long like there are so many cool mods like there's I, I really love this one that just sort of plays background chatter from like Houston like old recordings no, and things because cool. it cool. just really like hits the that, that sense of atmosphere again just mm. having like radio chatter in the background oh, I love that when we sent a very tiny green cartoon man into space that was, uh, yes. that was a real big moment for the Sorry, human, moment. For the human yeah. <laughs> um, alright good uh, so 16 is Rainbow Six Siege uh, sort of seems to rumble along mm. with its yearly passes and stuff um, I was thinking if you're a Rainbow Six Siege player then um, this Ubisoft um, upcoming Ubisoft subscription thing is probably a very good fit isn't it um, yeah yeah I mean like it, it, assuming you like that and Assassin's Creed you'll probably get enough out of it to justify it mm. um, but um, I've never played it because I think that now the community in it will be so good at that game that, that it will make it virtually impenetrable yeah. is a worry yeah and it's a worry for all of these games that have been going on for like three or four years and have <laughs> yeah. annual season passes and it's like oh god everyone's going to be very good yeah. but, uh, there are so many operators and they're highly specialised yeah. in their own abilities almost like MOBA like uh, it's like this one's got a calculator that can hack into the minds of uh, the hammer men or whatever um, but yeah uh, <laughs> in, his, in his right of fear <laughs> yeah. well, a little journey there so. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy's the hammers in that game right uh, uh, um, no. <laughs> I do. I, I see they knock doors down with the hammers. I don't really know. I've not played it since before the first, the original game came out. There we um, go. It's been long time. In his right up here, uh, Evan calls it Home Alone Counter Strike, which is a very much right. his description. That's so. very good. How do you feel about that in relation to X Combat, Phil? Uh, I mean, this one wasn't difficult to format. So fine, yeah. It's so fine. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so 15 is Yakuza 0, brand new on PC uh, this year. Yeah. Sorry, in, this, in the last year, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, announced at a very own PC gaming show last year. Came out, very good PC version. It's very much a Phil Savage joint. Um, yeah, this is the this is the one to play on PC, isn't it, Phil? For sure. I mean, for starters, it's the beginning of the story. Yakuza Zero, meaning it's a prequel, so it's absolutely the best uh, kicking off point. But it's also probably the best in the series because it is focused on once doing one specific thing, which is like recreating. Tokyo in the 80s uh, in a way that feels fascinating and which is expressed through also like through punching money out of people uh, and stuff um, it's hard to explain Yakuza because it's a lot of things going on uh, it is a crime drama at its heart but uh, frequently you are taken out of that to do ridiculous things it's like an open world RPG in some ways a small open worlds um, yeah like you just pick up these tasks and then and then the combat is real time kind of brawling um yes uh it's very very arcadey sort of real time brawling yeah. it feels like a sort of old i don't know beat 'em up type thing that's where the sega dna is really in it really I think. is yeah, yeah 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 um but also you can spend 20 hours playing my young yeah. Not saying I have, but I have. You can go to the batting cage. You can, yeah, uh, there's the the, there, are, there are arcades in there where you can play Outrun. Um, and uh, it's great. There's mm. just so much going on. Um, it feels really rich in terms of 
it, it does enough. There is enough variety that whenever you encounter a sub story or you encounter a mini game, you don't quite know how far it will push things or just how much variety there will be there. Um, I think like, uh, and somehow there are already three Yakuza games on PC now. Yeah, yeah, um, and all they're all reasonably reasonably priced yeah. as well. Uh, I seem to remember there being some kind of finishing move in Zero where you put you fill a man's mouth with money and then punch him in the face and the money flies everywhere. May, I think that's what happened. That sounds um, like a thing that would happen in that, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I'm almost certain that Sega will just keep rolling them out as well. Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, Yuku's Kiwami's also out. That one's a bit of a dip, but like the story is basically the opening for the series in terms of its release order and set up most of the major characters of the series and then uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2 is fantastic as well mm. uh, in, a, in a completely new engine as well that um, lets you seamlessly walk in and out of buildings in what? a way that uh, really kind of adds to the feeling of it as a city that exists mm. uh, like you can punch Instead of instead of having to load into the Popo store, you can just punch enemies through it, and then the people in the Popo will refuse to serve you because <laughs> you've destroyed their store. <laughs> but you can get an enemy in a head co- headlock, drag him over the counter, and trigger a heat move where you just throw him into a microwave and tell the owner to press the on button, which will instantly disable anybody because their head is microwaved. Yeah, yeah, that guy's dead. Yes, uh, yeah. it's done. You did a murder. <laughs> Um, it, it does have a brilliant sense of humour. It's one of the funniest games I've played in years, uh, and it's so yes, so flexible. It's great. Yeah, the side quests are very different in tone to the main story as well. Mm, main yeah. story is very sort of like soap opera, proper, like serious, dramatic, uh, hard boiled gangster fiction thing. Yeah, it, it wouldn't feel out of place as like a kind of B movie that you picked up. Yeah. Um, good, yeah. So everyone should play that, uh, and it's always very cheap as well in the Steam sale. Right? It's like, yes. like it was under a tenner, under ten bucks as well if you're American. Uh, yeah, no reason not to play it. Fourteen is Destiny Two. Um, that's in the list this year because it really had a kind of resurgence with that expansion. What they released, yeah, like, both mm. Forsaken and uh, the annual pass that came after it, and the fact that they've managed to divorce themselves from Activision and have like a really exciting upcoming year of plans, including finally cross save yes. uh, and um, all the other things they announced. The free version um, that cool. will be coming out in September. Cross save so good. It's a game that I have trouble with because of my uh, router but I'm getting a new router soon so uh, that yeah. will hopefully Sorry. help. I'm so. excited. There's a lot of game there. There's a lot, lot of game now. Yes. Mm, that's good. How many versions of Horde are in it now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably at least five. At least five. Maybe <laughs> six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Uh, cool. Um, so 13 is XCOM 2. Uh, actually the last thing I should say on Destiny 2 you'd be able to play on Steam which is did you already say that actually? You know? I don't think I said that specifically yeah, but no like it is moving to Steam. It's um, like 40 quid for all of it minus expansion the new expansion. Uh, yeah I, actually the release plan for, seems confusing like you get the base game and I think the two first year DLCs for free yes. which uh, the two DLCs weren't great uh, but then you possibly have to play for Forsaken and then each annual pass thing I thought separately. they came with the like um, 40 quid version oh, on Steam Oh yeah, like the, the, I don't know. That's what most people will probably buy. Anyway. That's what most people will buy. It's probably what's worth buying. But I think you yeah. can buy modules separately as part of something. And I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, XCOM Two is at number thirteen. Um, Tom Senior. <laughs> I played a few hours while drunk and created a soldier called Bald Balls. He became my most powerful guy, and I was sad when a chrysalid ate him. Few games indeed to your characters as well as XCOM 2. Uh, would you care to elaborate? R.I.P. Sergeant Balls Balls. He was <laughs> a god among men. Uh, it's, I think XCOM 2 is just um, 
again, we talked about modernizations in Resident Evil 2, you know, great, thoughtful reworkings of classic games. And uh, XCOM w- was extremely obtuse and, and extremely difficult. And it was a game that, yeah. where the UI would just put off almost anyone who tried to play it these days. And they just took it, they managed to nail the perfect art style for it, where it's, you know, violent but not too bloody or gory so it's more, you know it's accessible um, and then they just finally honed the combat and the kind of uh, world meta game uh, to, the, to the point where it's just a, a great survival game in strategy form um, and got brilliant brilliant soldiers that you just get really attached to it's, it's really emotive as well as just being a satisfying tactical game as well um, so, sufficiently yeah. different experiences with or without its expansion as well yeah the expansion is brilliant um, but also I think generally XCOM 2 because the original XCOM Enemy Unknown was brilliant as well, like that was a successful modernization. But then for this, they just they were very brave with the decision to change so much of the way the campaign was structured uh, and to make it a really, really different experience and the definitive one for that series. Yeah, um, uh, it would be interesting to see what they can even think of doing with three. Um, yeah, I'll be fascinated. I mean, they're bound to be working on it, right? Um, yeah, smooching. Well. That's my prediction. Smooching. Smooching would be. Smooching great. would be more fire emblem. Really basically. fire emblem that thing up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that will happen. That'd be great. Uh, Monster Hunter Worlds at number twelve. That's yeah. a new entry. Um, you two have played a lot of this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's a bit more distant for us because we played it on PS4. When it first came out, and um, the PC version was significantly delayed, and it seems like it's on a different on a, a lag. Yeah, it's another the game that's crying out for cross save because uh, really uh, I would love to pick up from I've done so much in the PS4 version of the game and I can't bear to repeat it yeah. <laughs> I've mm, got so many nice armour sets now it's an incredible co-op game, it's just mm. a, a singular um, just the whole rhythm of it is just unlike anything else Like it takes like an hour to hunt one of these monsters and the monster designs are sensational and they're full of so much character and you really yeah. like love or hate them depending on you know which one you're fighting mm. uh, and, and they'll sometimes attack each other and yeah, you can God. sort of gets, root gets, for your favourites yeah that's right um, and the, just the, the weapon sets so there's loads of weapons in it like more than a dozen and each one of them is a game in and of itself like they, they, they just control completely differently the rhythm of the entire game is different and the way that you progress and kind of Upgrade and craft your gear is different depending on the type of weapon you have. It's just yeah, sensational. Mm. Nothing like it. Ah, cool. Um, yeah, uh, and an expansion coming out this year as well. Yeah, that expansion. Yeah, I played Great. a bit of that E3, and it looks it just feels really cool. Mm. And uh, it seems to be mostly based around sort of snow and ice mechanics. And nice. uh, they do like change the arenas that you fight in quite significantly. Mm. And uh, I mean, the monsters can do some really cool tricks. That will. It's not just more stuff being added. It mm. feels like like there's there's a theme there and it's they're working around it quite well nice. yeah I'm glad there's sort of like uh, they've dragged that off of um, DS where people told me for years it was good and I was like well yeah but I'm never going to play it imagine on imagine trying so. to play it on a DS yeah. Yeah, no, I did, I did. stupid little thumbstick yeah, thing that is yeah. the exact problem with Monster Hunter on the DS <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good game but god it's hard to play yeah I think it's Capcom's biggest game ever by miles as well mm-hmm. so yeah good, um, good. Uh, so what remains of Edith Finch is at number 11 um, that's for a little bit that's I think our statement that if you want to play one of those that generation of first-person narrative games, this is the one to play. Uh, it will surprise and delight you if you've never played it before. I don't imagine I'd ever replay it, but um, I would recommend it to anyone who's just bought a PC and wants to see what are some cool story shit you can uh, experience on on that platform. Hell um, yeah, yeah, so good, cool. Uh, so number ten is Doom 2016. Yes, I think we're all hoping that the second one's good enough to knock it off of there. Mm, um, otherwise, yeah, it'll sure. probably fall into a kind of a top 100 limbo. That classic <laughs> where the sequel kind of knocks the shine off the original. Yeah, which is where the uh, hey, new Deus Ex games. Yeah, Wolfenstein <laughs> and the new Deus Ex games live. Um, but yeah, such a good um, first person. That's that's the first person shooter you do re- single player yeah, first person so shooter you recommend fun. to anyone. It's really really satisfying. 
shooting, just the movement, mantling, shooting, the kind of uh, the mechanics where it forces you to go up and um, chainsaw them to get ammo. Mm. Just it's just such a clever idea. It forces you to get really into the thick. That's what Eternal's pushing more of. Good. As the like idea of like having to do resource management via how you kill certain enemies mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. There's little puzzle light elements to the order you take things out and how you balance those resources. When um, Alex Wiltshire wrote that RPS piece about um, Doom likening it to Resident Evil 4, it's about knocking back with melee attacks and then how you use your guns and that relationship and that that was that really kind of blew my mind of oh yeah of course that's the kind of rhythm they were trying to gonna yeah. go for and mm. yeah it works so well. Um, Hitman 2 at uh, number 9 replaces Hitman 2016 yes. on the list and it's higher. It literally replaces it by just stuffing it into this one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and into one enormous file on your computer. So yeah. like, I think it's like 130 gigs or something. Uh, it's crazy. Um, but I, I played through all of it in a row so good. in December. It was like my post-Black Friday uh, therapy, and it's so, so good. Um, the new levels are probably the most consistent they've made as well. Um, For sure. Yeah, there's nothing quite as bad as that American level in the first one. Yeah, the Colorado bad five the target. Yeah, but it, it's not exhausting, bad. I think. Yeah, just, just having five targets where you're in a space where you've got to be disguised at all times. Um, yeah, I think they knew it was the weakest one. Uh, it's yeah, it's not a bad level by any means, but the ones in this one, like the um, suburban one. Uh, yeah, there's not a bad level there. I don't think. Yeah, the suburban one where you can go to a barbecue and then you're ultimately trying to kill some old uh, evil dude in yeah. his house um, when he's sort of like uh, changed his identity. So so good. Um, that is like one of the best levels I've ever played in a game. Uh, amazing. And it's great. Great to see him and two in here for sure. Yeah. Everyone should play that. I yeah. hope it keeps selling enough that they can keep making them. It seems like it's always in perpetual jeopardy. I mean, I always seem like in perpetual jeopardy, but yeah, I really like this. Is for sure. Get this. Get the legacy pack if you don't already have Hitman One, and you've yeah. just got hundred hours of oh, so many good levels, like Hokkaido, and yeah, so many good levels. Um, great. Uh, so, Return of the Obra Dinn uh, is at number eight. Um, yeah, I only played an hour of this, uh, so you're going to have to talk it up, uh, the two of you. Just an amazing detective game. Yeah, it's the best detective game uh, on PC. Uh, it's really unusual. You're kind of traveling through uh, still scenes and you know tracking certain characters you don't know who anyone is uh, but your goal is to fill in a book with you know the modes of death and you know the personalities of every member of the crew mm. uh, the unluckiest crew to ever surely <laughs> sail in a boat um, and it's brilliant it's rendered in this kind of really unusual kind of two-bit style uh, but it's also 3D uh, which is also just sets it out I've never seen that before mm. um, and yeah it's just a brilliant brilliant puzzle game yeah it's, it's one of those things where it just feels like a lot of revelations are coming to you quite naturally and yeah. there's um, there's a nice system in place as well where they uh, give a star rating to each kind of entry that you need to fill in so you know like okay there should be some if, if it's one star it's like okay I should be able to fill that out like if I go into one scene I will probably be able to find something like even if it's just like a name tag on a bunk bed or something that will help me fill out mm. who this is and get this information in where if it's at three stars it's like I'm going to have to think a bit laterally about this and maybe visit a couple of death scenes and wander around and really kind of use a bit of deductive reasoning on this mm. um, so yeah it's, it's very well measured it tells you sort of where you should be throughout and like how you should be progressing which kind of helps let you move on without feeling like you've missed something it's like okay I don't know all these things that I shouldn't that I just shouldn't necessarily know by now but I can 
work backwards at some point in the future. Mm. Also, like the music is so good, um, <laughs> and was also done by Lucas Pope, uh, who created everything in the game. Just everything. It's, yeah, it's just crazy. It's yeah, fascinating it? singular achievement that one person did all of this. Yeah, uh, was a toss up for our game of the year. Ultimately, lost out into the breach, but yeah. very, uh, very worthy um, for sure. Yeah, very worthy entry. How are we doing time-wise, Phil? We have just past one o'clock. Ah, uh, okay. It's ten past one. Oh, really? Oh, crap. Okay. Um, I'm right. To nip out after a bit. No, that's fine. Let's try and race through these. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we can just treat them with the same as we've done been doing so far. Yeah. Um. So, Hollow Knight uh, is a Metroidvania type game um, that uh, I understand takes a while to get going, but it's amazing when it does. Yeah. So I bounced off this first time because I spent the first five hours, and you know you've got to keep on going because it, it takes a bit too long for me for the skills to unlock, but it actually eventually becomes a really good combat game as well as a really beautiful exploration game. Uh, it's kind of loosely inspired by Dark Souls, but the world it creates with the animation and with the kind of soft rain and the, the, the music is its own thing. And you play a, a, an adorable kind of cute rabbity little bug. Uh, mm. So it's, it's just a, a lovely world, great story too. Yeah, it's very good. I was wrong about that game, but uh, I played it again on a holiday on Switch and just like suddenly clicked and it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, it's gone up this year by five places, which is significant. Mm. Yes. Um, so number six is Into the Breach, our game of the year 2018 winner. Uh, I have played hours upon hours of this, um, and I've still not completed the campaign with every um, single different uh, set of units. Mm. And I, doubt, I doubt I ever will. But some of them I just don't understand. A lot to do, isn't there? <laughs> um, um, but I love the ones that set fire to everything. That's a very that's one of my favourite um, nice. bunch. And the other one that um, is basically just about shunting and moving uh, the with the little kind of hover drone that can only move right. uh, units. Those are yeah, it's a really really cool uh, sort of like. Uh, how to, how to describe it? Just you're on this ten by ten, oh no, eight by eight grid, yep. um, and you have kill lots of bugs with three mechs, and um, you, you have like five turns per mission. Yep, and uh, so it's basically about survival more than killing everything, mm. um, and just protecting the assets on that grid. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's it is more about pushing and manoeuvring enemies into places you need them to be than outright killing them. Yeah, it's wonderful. Everyone yeah. should play it. It's by the creator of FTL. It's extremely good. Mm -hmm. uh, Dishonored 2 is at number 5. Um, the best sort of immersive sim slash stealth game you can play now. Yep. The most inventive levels ever uh, sort of put in that genre. It's so, so good. Mm. Um, yeah, everyone should play it. The first one's uh, great as well, but the second the one... The second one just yeah pushes everything. Like As a bit of design it is immaculate. Yeah. Off, off the chain. Off the chain, lads. Yeah. <laughs> Slay the Spire at number four. That's a big, a big high a entry. Big new isn't entry, it? isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Uh, I think this has consumed all, most of the members of staff or PC Gamer this year, one way or another. That's so good. Uh, it's um, a kind of deck building game, a roguelike game, where you just. Uh, go up the tower with your one of the three characters and there will be four I think and another one um, and each time you defeat an enemy you get cards and there are like items that you also get that kind of add modifiers to your overall build and it's about building like a really cool deck putting really good combos together so that you can eventually reach the top of the spire and beat mm. the final boss mm. um, this the kind of but there are so many different builds that you can discover in the decks they've created. Is it just inherently satisfying picking them out and saying, "Oh, what if I combine knives with poison? Uh, maybe that's a build I could go for on this run." And you're opportunistically putting this together as you're going up, and it's just—it's so Moorish. Like you just keep keep wanting to do it over and over again. And the three characters are just so different as well. So you've got like the ironclad, who uses lots of just basic hits, and that's your kind of tutorial character. And then the second one is like knives and stealth, um, and then the third one is a robot 
who can channel different elemental orbs and then it's just a, almost a different game emerges from this one mechanic yeah it's incredibly clever it's really yeah. good with each character they can basically just keep their lifespan of that game going forever whether yes. they charge for it or not or yeah. just have them for free like that is uh, like you say that's almost a whole game in itself just learning a new character yeah, um, yeah. great to see it in there cool right. uh, so yeah the other big new entry is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice the biggest new entry yeah. yeah oh my god what a game number three um, yeah I've I've played almost 100 hours of it I've done new game and uh, new game plus now. Uh, I uh, it's it's got the best sword combat of any game ever made. It's uh, it just so, does, so yeah. It's just it's it's um, an incredible learning experience. Like mastering that system over the course of like fifty hours or so is, is so so satisfying. And you think you're not going to be good enough. You think oh no, this got this one's too hard. But you know you put the effort in. You learn the attack patterns, and suddenly you're fighting these other samurai. And some of the best moments are in are just one on one fights with incredibly competent enemies. Uh, these fights look spectacular. They're also incredibly tense because you're deflecting all the time. The posture system where you, you, you're using your defensive deflections to deal damage to their their posture bar and unlock a kind of killing blow is just genius. Oh, it's good. gonna be, it's gonna get ripped off like so so much. That's just mm. and good good. It should. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I wonder how that Jedi game will compare to it. Um, yeah, it's, that's definitely lifting that. Yeah, holy crap! It's so so good. Um, yeah, I think even if you don't like Froms games, it's mm. a very different experience to Dark Souls. You're not kind of rolling around all the time. You are basically building up the courage to take someone on in direct direct combat and it's yeah electrifying jewels so so good um, good we have two games left yes um, the two games and uh, regular readers of the top 100 will probably wonder which uh, <laughs> which in which order they will they will arrive but this year we decided to make The Witcher 3 number 2 uh, down from number 1 where it's been since 2016 I think the last 3 years it's yeah, been yeah. number 1 and now it isn't we yeah. did it everyone <laughs> yeah we did it we thought it was time for a bit of a change yeah. um, and uh, you know number 2 is still incredibly high I mean obviously. we're still saying it's the second best PC game so that's yeah. you know fine it's yeah. okay to be that yeah um, are there new things to say about it? not particularly it's a really mm. good RPG the world's great uh, Gwent is good uh, side quests, Ooh. great cinematic nice. um, 3D RPG. This, yeah, no better, no better game to play in that genre. Expansions are incredible as well. Um, oh yeah, the, the what's it called? The Blood and Wine. Blood, Blood and Wine. I reviewed that again. Oh, Stone Stone Wine, was it? Yeah, they're, they're just it's fantastic. If you want like a big, beautiful RPG, that's a brilliant example of that genre. I know they said they're not going to make any more, but they probably should, right? They probably, they probably should, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so number one like then. <laughs> Yeah, number one then is Divinity Original Sin two. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Um, one up from number three uh, last year, um, in large part because uh, Laren released a free update, um, calling it the Definitive Edition. Um, that completely reworks the third. Well, not completely, but it sort of tightens up and improves and expands upon the third act to, I think, make a lot of the character-specific stories uh, a lot better. Um, also just got loads of changes Up, update your journal to make it usable that was a big problem <laughs> I had with Divinity the original um, original Sin 2 the first time around was just like this is a bit of a mess but um, the reason it is number one primarily is just because it is a fascinatingly designed uh, top down RPG like the way it mixes its story and quests with the combat systems in that world mean that it is always rewarding you for doing something clever or for thinking of uh, a kind of out of the box way to achieve what you need to do um, 
like multi-chain sets of spells that I had to cast once just to cure a character because I didn't have a healing spell on me. Um, uh, to complete a quest, uh, it involves like summoning an elemental monster on a patch of a puddle of water that I created with a rain spell because I knew that monster would have the healing spell that I hadn't bought off a character earlier. Um, and just dumb shit like that is just full of its systems always feel consistent and logical and that means that you can think through each situation and think oh I, I don't have the right build to do it in this way but maybe there is a thing I can do this way that will actually achieve the same result or a better result potentially mm. um, yeah it's, it's huge it is dense packed full of stuff um, and like the, the, the infamous thing everyone says is like oh I spent 20, 30, 40 hours before I got off the first island and that's just because there is so much packed into it ah. it does all this as well without being like ov- overwhelming like, it's, it's surprisingly accessible given how complicated it is, mm. uh, like uh, your skills, like the tooltips and the way that you kind of just drag a drop into bars and equip your characters it's a lot more friendly um, than stuff like Pillars of Eternity and Baldur's Gate 2, um, while actually delivering more dynamic combat and more dynamic kind of set pieces mm. uh, it's just it's great yeah, and I think um, uh, most of all, we need to give Phil a round of applause for the fact that he's obviously had to bulk this out quite a lot because your name appears <laughs> twice here for in this uh, to 100 entry. The classic. <laughs> that is the uh, the burden that the editor carries. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, um, it's great to see it there. Like it's, it, I think it encompasses just so much of what we like about PC gaming. It's uh, uh, the the best version of a classic genre. Um, it encourages yep. player exper- experimentation. Um, Deep uh, yeah. storytelling, lots of different uh, sort of ways to mould your character. It's all there, really. Everything, yeah, everything we love. An incredibly intricate systems game that also has, again, a, a huge selection of mods if that's what you want. Also has a uh, DM mode if you want to do some multiplayer. Just you can play in co-op, um, mm. and it supports that experience as well. Like it is, it just supports so many different types of play. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Well then, we've done it. That was 100 Oof. games, lads. Wow. And just under two hours, I think we did that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, that's all of them. Uh, there's the sheet at the back where you and Games Industry PRs can fill out uh, all the <laughs> games that they'd like to see there. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening. And, um, yes, yeah, so you can go and buy the PC Gamer Top 100 issue now as you're listening to this yes, in the UK. Uh, if you do that, then you'll get every entry is written by someone who has actually played the game. So, you, <laughs> unlike about 50 of these, you won't have someone say, well, I'm sure it's good. Exactly. But here we wanted to provide a bit of commentary to the choices and sure. so on mm. and uh, also it seemed like a good podcast for me to go out on so um, mm-hmm. thank you very much for listening and uh, I I now pass the mantle of the, the podcast organisation to Phil if he produces more episodes <laughs> with me gone then that is surely a good net result of me leaving Ooh, uh, can I do more than five in a year <laughs> That's it's a hard it's a lofty goal but you know uh, good luck um, yeah thank you very much for listening and um yeah, uh, if you want to email us in your feedback on the top 100 issue, you can do that to an address uh, I've forgotten. PCGamer.com, right? With the sort oh, God, subject no. header. No? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. No goes in there. Send it to letters at PCGamer.com. That's, That's it. probably the best one. Right, great. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening, and uh, yes, we'll see you again soon, but not me. Other people. <laughs> Other Someone people will, will see you again soon. <laughs>